and we're back on the ejaculation podcast right now. Huh? Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> that was great, Andrew. Um, ejaculation round seven. <laughs> round seven. Here we go. Uh, so, Lauren and Liz, did I tell you what the podcast is called? Mm, no. Oh, no, my God. No. This is the third time in a row. This is going to be an on- ongoing joke where every time <laughs> we start the show, we have to explain to the guests. Explain the guests and... Uh, <laughs> So Jeff's anyway, reactions. anyway, for okay. the third time, for the third time, <laughs> maybe I'll explain it this okay, time. Okay, fine. Uh, so Evan Johnston, Andrew Cameron, right? E- e- Jack. So oh. it was kind of just a, um, I don't know, a really lame conversation when we were drunk one day that actually turned into a thing. Yeah, it's um, like ejaculation, ejaculation. <laughs> yeah, like jubilations or salutations. Of course. <laughs> and so um, last week we had Lily on the show. <laughs> And that was our first round of female ejaculation. And so we're keeping this trend rolling. I like it. I like it a lot. Did you guys hear that um, Britain banned female ejaculation? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a list of sex acts that they banned in Britain, including female ejaculation. Female ejaculation. Did they start. Or fisting. In like late night TV porn. Is it all considered like sodomy? No, not even late night. Late night. Not even late night. This is porn that can be on DVD. It can be online. It's just all porn that's manufactured in Britain. What the fuck? A great step backwards. Such an. Yeah, what the hell? And like what's really weird is like I can understand like they have a they have um, a list that includes, you know, violence. Any penetration with an object that could be used for violence. But so the, like, like no the gun penis. Fucking, no, exactly. You're right. You're right. The penis can be used for violence quite a bit. Anything can. What does that but, mean? But like the female ejaculation thing is just like, it seems like it's so overtly sexist that it's not even funny. And it's also involuntary in a lot of cases. Like, it's like, <laughs> oh, I committed a crime. Whoops. Uh, only if you film it and sell it. Oh. Yeah. Which no. in that that also makes prostitution not exactly. If you charge legal. money for it and don't film it, then wait, no, I guess prostitution is illegal. It's, also. Yeah, no, no, no. no but it, no, what I was, my point though is like, if uh, prostitution is illegal unless you film it and sell it, then it's legal. Exactly, which is pretty weird. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, I want to come back to the name of the show for a second. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's brilliant. Really. Really. Yeah, I Great. think so. Okay, cool. When when you think about the parallels between ejaculation and, and what, what you guys doing. are doing and what we're right actually here. doing right now <laughs> yeah it's yeah. yeah like complete uninvited <laughs> um you know spewing of sorts yeah well okay. it's invited it's consensual yeah yeah we're, we're we if, if you're listening to this right now you consensual you've, but not necessarily voluntary yeah right. Right. exactly uh, yeah thing. we've okay. got no plan we're not like hmm, i'm gonna come uh, two and a half feet today <laughs> no it's just gonna or be uh, in exactly 39 <laughs> seconds yeah no. We, we we're more tantric. We go for like at least three hours. Yeah, just keep it. Keep the ener- keep the energy. <laughs> don't, inside. don't don't count us down because like, that actually that actually helps. works for something. <laughs> uh, so um, should we introduce? Yeah, why don't you guys guests? introduce yourselves? You don't have to use your last names. Most people don't um, because nobody really wants to be associated with us. Unless you're cool. Yeah. Anyway, and don't why don't you introduce yourself? It's cool to hear your. You own can make up a name. That's true. You can make up a fake name if you want. Or don't even say anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you can just be two mystery people that... Quiet voices behind a microphone. Okay. Quiet voices. So we got quiet number one. <laughs> I'm Lauren. And Lauren. What's up? <laughs> cool. Uh, well, yeah, like Andrew said, this is the this is only the, the second time. Uh, sorry, I keep moving my head. Like I, I usually have this interface in front of me, 
and I'm very, very anal about like the levels and stuff, uh-huh. and I can't see it. So I'm just gonna rotate this a bit. It's on a, it's on a, it's on a drum. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But everything is like very precariously um, doesn't turn plugged in, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, sorry, without that distraction. Um, welcome. Thank you. Thanks um, for having yeah, us. Thanks for having us over. Yeah, of course. Of course. I love this space. Lots of good memories. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Um, for anybody who, I mean, for everybody who can't see what's going on in this space, um, it's basically just a bunch of shit in a room um and a, a light focused velvet. on a bottle of ketchup it's kind of a shitty room but what we do is we dim the lights <laughs> so it looks cool yeah know? it looks so much shittier when the lights <laughs> are on take any shit like it's like that when you go to restaurants sometimes oh, and yeah. like the Blizzard. lights are just turned way up and i'm like this is a, this feels like a mediocre restaurant all i have to do is close the kitchen so i can't see anything and just dim the lights and then you can charge ten dollars more for every entree. Exactly. that's true uh, no what about what Au Noir? Happened. Anybody been to Au Noir? <laughs> That's no. they've got the classiest place. <laughs> oh my god! It no, has anybody been? No. Oh my Have god! You? I've been like four times. What? Nice. It, to Au Noir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I right? do. Okay, cool. I'm just like wow, four times. Yeah, four times. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So what Au Noir is is a restaurant, um, and I think I might have been misled, Excuse um, me. but originally it was um, all the servers are blind. Uh, yeah, that's and what so it's it's com- it's pitch black, completely pitch black. Um, I don't, I'm not, you guys already know what I'm talking about. I'm just explaining it to the fucking the world, <laughs> the gentry, the world layman. audience, the world. I don't know. Yeah, no, the people. ether, basically. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just I'm putting it out into, into the, the cosmos. Or um, another cool one I heard uh, Shakespeare called it the spiritus. Oh, nice. Spiritus or spiritus? In which, what which, like in context of like the ether or like the. The non-imaginable stuff okay. between also been things called the new sphere. The mm. new sphere. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what is it? Where does that come? From? I like that. Um, it comes. It's uh, yeah. It's a bit like the collective unconscious. Um, I don't remember exactly where it comes from. I think it was like around the '60s it started cropping up. Cool. Yeah. The new sphere. A new like N O O. Oh, like Nuo. Like I don't. Would you say it Nuo sphere? N O O sphere. N O O sphere. One word. New sphere. Not Weird. the old sphere. I want to know more about this. Yeah. It's very cool. I, fuck, I brought an iPad um, so we could, like, look at articles <laughs> and stuff to, to, you know, not just talk about whatever the hell we talk about. Keep things but, uh, current. Yeah. But well, I, or, or just be more it. informed about what we're saying so we're not like, yeah, well, I we heard got- about this one <laughs> thing, this, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Wait, what was huh. that thing you're talking about? Uh, thing? Something about you're a thinking guy about a place thing, right? and a thing. Yeah. Oh, the thing. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. The, the thing. thing. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I know the thing, yeah. So our roommate, Kate, works for CBC uh-huh. as a researcher um, for a current affairs news program on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I had to interview her as part of uh, the class that I'm finishing right now. Um, and got to ask her all about what she does for her job. Cool. And during the the actual taping of the show, they're constantly on social media, on the news and stuff, looking for the latest story to break, like making sure that it doesn't oh. happen while the show's airing, so oh. that they can cover it on the show that day. And yeah. I feel like that's where the iPad comes in here. That's so fucked up, though, because they are the news. They're yeah, the news. They're the news. And they're and like, they're wait a second. Other places for <laughs> like, news. But it's, Let's look on this uh, little. Are you kidding? Twitter site. is like the biggest. No, totally. Yeah. Place it's for news to break over. these days. Yeah. It's insane. Well, and it's very competitive amongst news stations. So you want to have like the breaking story, exactly. and someone right. else got it. You have to like fight You're for irrelevant. it. Irrelevant. Like yeah. Joe Schmo has the breaking story. And if only 69. we could make like a collective of some sort, like some kind of anonymous collective, 
where we could make a fake news story and just get a whole bunch of like you know get somebody to swarm somebody's house that you don't like be like hey man and just put put it on twitter like as a as yeah a be stunt. like tw- just tweet like oh yeah big uh guy with like four four arms running around uh, in his yard no no people totally do like post that sounds like weekly world news shows yeah although which according to men in black is the real news yeah that's true just i believe pretty, a lot of pretty pretty brilliant no that's not true um but uh, there's there's something them. called um swatting have you guys heard of that no so have you heard of um twitch mm-hmm. so there's this website twitch um and what people do on this website is they stream content live and then people can log in and comment on the stream that uh is being streamed or strum strum streamed streamed is what i meant um uh, trickled you know poured um and mostly it's uh Definitely people playing yeah no it's a very <laughs> slow drip but uh people um <laughs> people uh do it mostly for video games it's a pre-com yeah Yeah. essentially so they'll be playing like a video game I don't know whatever Call of Duty or some shit and they'll be just streaming it and the reason that people log into these these shows is to watch a really good video game player play and like his reaction so it'll be like oh fuck you shot me and people find it really entertaining so Uh, what people have started doing is something called swatting where one of the uh, one of the people watching the stream will call in a bomb threat to the streamer's address as a fucking joke but it's not a joke and so like (laughs) <laughs> there was one what? like one particular instance recently where a guy was streaming. I think he was working like it was after hours uh, or he was off the clock or something. He was streaming from a school. He was like he worked at a school. And so somebody called in a bomb threat. And so you watch this guy on camera like like bang, 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 bang. And a SWAT team comes in and just like apprehends him like live. And people think it's funny. But holy shit, man. Like like a bomb threat to some dude's house to the dude who is streaming as like a joke. In, in a house. In a house or in an office or whatever. And Someone like obviously called. the SWAT team has to respond to it. Whoa. It's like every bomb threat. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, that sounds like a joke. No, they Even come though, and they fucking arrest the guy. Shit. I, I wonder what the percentage of bomb threats that are actual, like, bombing with bombing potential. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. I mean, it's been said a lot, but like every single, like, you're not, if you're, if you're going to bomb somebody, you're not going to threaten them. I don't know about that. Isn't it mostly about inciting fear? Right. So then you wouldn't even bother with the bombing. True. Okay. Maybe less of a bomb threat and more like a suspicious, un, you know, unattended bag or something. Right. You know, like that. I mean, that. But it's like in somebody the, calls in a bomb threat to a school. Whatever. I'm, that's my question: is the percentage of ones where there's actually like a bomb there that they're going to turn off? Yeah. No. Good point. I feel like, like the they're going to bomb the school. Like, they're going to bomb the school. If they're going to th- bomb threat the school, it's just a threat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've never, I I don't roll with bomb threateners. No, I've considered doing it to myself to get out of work. (laughs) You bomb threat yourself? Yeah. Well, no, like call in. Or like the restaurant or whatever. Yeah, call in from like, I don't know. I guess it'd be my own cell phone, but I've thought about this not (laughs) not enough. But I don't know. If there was like, I'll text a friend and be like, yo, go to this payphone, call in a bomb threat to my work because I'm really tired. And then I get to go home. (laughs) This reminds me of an episode of Buffy where the Hellmouth is opening and this crazy kid who raises friends from the dead as zombies at the same time as the Hellmouth is opening has planted a bomb in the basement of the school. Uh-huh. 
And so on the one hand, if the bomb goes off, it could destroy the Hemoth, which would be a good thing, but then uh. everyone in the school will die. Uh. And so Xander has to save the day by stopping the bomb from going off. And he does it by like trapping the kid who made the bomb in the room with the bomb and him and just like talking him down. Like, are you ready to die? Oh, and the kid defuses the bomb. I never mm-hmm. watched Buffy. But it's very life changing. When I in my first year of Concordia, I met some friends of mine because they told me that I who's the like librarian character? Giles. 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 People they told me that I look like Giles. And it was back in the day when I used to wear like I had round glasses. And curly hair. Curly hair. And I would wear like tweed coats. Yeah. Yeah. That's Giles in a nutshell. You should do that for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, totally. I just don't never seen the show, so I don't I don't have any real connection to it. I just know, all, all it is is people saying like you look like Giles. Hmm. Giles is the best character. Cool. Definitely. So. He's, He's pretty multifaceted. Good. I like Spike. Oh, Spike <laughs> and Giles. Yeah. yeah. You would like Spike. Hey, man. It's hard not to like Spike. <laughs> I like him. He's a charming devil. Well, <laughs> demon. Yeah, well, yeah, he's I got suppose. he's got. Okay, so what's the deal with Spike? He's a vampire, mm-hmm. but he's like Buffy doesn't want to kill him because what she wants to fuck him well I haven't not seen the end of it but um right now first. um well I can't do this without giving away spoilers seven and does it like have an ending or did it just kind of fizzle out I believe it ends, it ends. dramatically yeah. but I haven't there's seen like it the finale the end. yeah of is course. it satisfying you have to watch it Hmm. Just, is it, is it yes or no? Is it, or is it like lost where it yeah, just like sucks? Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, okay. they had the whole Angel spinoff too. Like, it was oh, yeah. an epic journey. On, I don't know. <laughs> I was a lot younger than us. I'm a little him. bit younger. Oh. Is that true? Yeah. How old He's 17. Are you? You're such a tiny child. Well, it's 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Oh, baby. Well, you only got one more baby to the list. Yeah. This is, it's wiggly. This is the time to, you know. Grow up and catch watch up, Buffy. Catch up on it's my. True. Yeah. This is all just an exploration into his first ejaculation. He's he's working oh, his way up. I love it. Yeah, we yeah. talk about it. No, you're 22, right? Yeah, yeah. So young. It's not 1992. Young. I, know, I, know. I didn't know that. 92. Oh my. Those how, were the how, days. How, how old did you think I was, Lauren? I don't know. My age. That's a compliment. Which is what? Which is 29. I'm not. I was I'm like 25. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all 25. Three of us, yeah. I'm 24. 24. I know. It's Whoa. surprising you even let me in here. You're so fresh. I know. Uh, 20. Not, not, not as fresh as me. Not as fresh as <laughs> you. Nope. Sometimes people are like, yeah, yeah, I, you're, like, you have like an inferiority thing. Mm-hmm. But I've clung to the, you're going to die sooner. And I have I have years on you. That's yeah, not really true. That's yeah. true. Maybe you're going to die sooner than Evan, but statistically. Or, or no, no. I just you. have like oh, some right. pinnacle years ahead of me to have achieved greatness, you know? Yeah, so do I, all of us do. That's yeah. what keeps me alive. Right, hope. <laughs> if I That's figured it generally out. <laughs> I'm, I'm over the foothill, technically. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sidney Crosby was captain of the Penguins when he was 20 years old. Yeah, you know, famous people who've done crazy cool shit. I'm like, what did I do? Age, I, very I had dropped out of university. That's all I'd really yeah, done. At 20? 22. Yeah. Hey, me too. I got my degree, yes. <laughs> that was something. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, hmm. At 20, oh my God. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's better not. Yeah. Yeah. We're moving forward. <laughs> no, let's let's dive into it. Where were you? Where was age, I at that's 20? Age 20. At age 20. Um at age 20, I was living in a like 1960s So this is 2000 and swinger pad. Eight? 2010. Mm-hmm. 2010. 2010. Oh god. That's it's actually it's like easy by. to remember the year. 
and what age I was because it just kind of matches up for half of it. Mm. So like if there's a zero at the end of my age, there's a zero at the end of the year. Well, pretty sure it wasn't 2000, so it was 2010. Uh, yeah, I was living in a 60s swinger pad, um, like a big a With place we called swingers? the manor. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, well, oh, yeah, oh you've told me about the, the manor. The I've told everybody about this. I feel like I'm just I like heard stuck. The, story. the listeners on, haven't no. heard about it, Evan. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, so well okay, here I go. Um, <laughs> so there was um, me and uh, six of my friends. Um, we, through the grace of Jehovah, uh, managed to find this place on the internet for, yeah. You didn't know? <laughs> no. You haven't found Jesus Christ as your Lord mm, and Savior? I haven't. Okay, well, we'll talk, we'll about, talk that about that later. I got pamphlets. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. but, uh, I also want to talk about the millennium later. Just let's keep that in mind. Sure. Let's okay. do that. Um, anyway, so th- we found a place uh, for, yeah, we called it the manor. It was 2000 bucks a month. So we're each paying like like 300 bucks to live in this fucking, it was is built it in the 60s. Expensive? Yes, it really is. And this Wait, is why much? it was, we were paying like 300 bucks each. Oh. And... Oh my god, it was amazing. It was um, two and sort of a half stories. It was built on a hill. So you walked in the front door and that was the main floor. But then when you went to the back, there was like a big balcony with an outdoor barbecue built into the chimney. Um, You walked downstairs through a spiral (laughs) staircase. um, And then there was like uh, the basement with another fireplace and uh, like a second kitchen. You walked out of that and there was a sunroom with a built-in shuffleboard in the basement um, with another fireplace on the opposite side of the of the chimney. You walked out that. There was a huge yard with birch trees, a little creek running through with a bridge over the creek. Wait, why didn't and then, you want to talk about this? Because I feel like I talk about it too much. I feel like no, I'm still I'm stuck. Never like I'm this. never going to... Okay. Sounds so like paradise. It mm, was fucking amazing. Really we had a hammock village with seven hammocks like intercrossed in the birch trees. We should do that Was this here. a commune? We, we, we kind of got to that point. And like you walked further out back and it was a, a giant balcony that overlooked the uh, North Saskatchewan River. So you could see the equine center with the horses and the valley zoo and like a really nice bridge running over. And then the spiral staircase, which went from the bottom floor to the main floor to the top floor, went to this loft with like huge old school. Was like, the spiral staircase psychedelic. inside the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it so went cool. to uh, it right in the middle, too. And so you could walk from the basement all the way to the to the loft. And the loft was like a huge bench seating that went around in a circle. So you, and like windows on like every every the whole wall was a, a giant window. Mm. So you could look out onto the over across the river or into wow. the neighborhood. We had like a dumb waiter. So you could like buzz beer down to the bottom floor, like <laughs> this little Whoa. like elevator. Dumb. It was fucking insane. I had oh I was a total fucking diva, so I was like, I need the master bedroom. I found this place is mine, bitch. And so like I had my own <laughs> little balcony that's, that's with a little couch on it. I had my own like bathroom with a like a really nice shower. In the basement there was something called a Japanese hot tub, which is like um uh, a step down hot tub slash shower with like jacuzzi jets. We had a sauna in the basement. What the fuck? Like it was fucking oh insane. So just like imagine that full of twenty year olds. And drugs, and alcohol, and a band, and just like... <laughs> I'm excited just thinking about it. And so, anyway, the year went it's by... It's like the best time of your life, basically. It yeah. was the best fucking time <laughs> of your life. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> Don't. Don't, <say laughs> Don't tell me that. Because, okay, so uh, uh, we lived in there for a year, and I was in music school at the time, and I was thinking, like, I don't know, April came around, and I was like, ah... I don't know if I wanted to stay or, or, or what the hell I wanted to do. I figured, like, how can I leave this house? Like, this is too fucking insane. Like, I, this, I can't imagine this has even happened to me in, like, I'm only 20. And the landlord, we went to him to talk about renewing the lease. And he said, uh, 
okay, well, actually, sorry, we're considering selling the, the property. We'll get back to you. It's like, okay, fuck. So I ended up like finding out that he was selling the property. I decided to move to Montreal. And we're like, wait a second. So you're just selling the property? He's like, yeah, they're going to bulldoze the house and build a new house on it. So like, could we like, what? could we like, you know, do a little painting on the inside? He's like, do whatever the fuck you want. Whoa! So we invited Holy like shit. 50, 60 people over. <laughs> Fucking for Fubar like, destroy the house. Like a send off party. party. We got a whole bunch of spray paint and like just like tore it apart. But like not in a, an incredibly violent way. Like, everybody added art. I've got to show you these fucking pictures, man. Like, it's absolutely insane wow. what this place turned into. No dicks. No penises drawn on the walls. No probably 420s. A, probably a couple. There wasn't a single one. <laughs> wow. And I, I'm still surprised this day that it didn't happen. It was just a whole bunch of kids who really liked, like, creating art. And so we just painted all over the walls. And, like, we had um, uh, we had a big target on one of the walls. And we threw, like, we had a pool table, too. So we were throwing pool cues into the wall, swinging from chandeliers. Oh, my God. It was absolutely insane. And then... I moved to Montreal. The <laughs> day like after we tore apart the Wow. House. That does sound like a movie, Evan. And began the next <sighs> chapter. The next chapter. This yeah. Is it. And I went from hero to zero pretty fucking quick. Yeah, it's good though. Montreal will do that to you sometimes. Uh-huh. It's, it, it's a big place. I didn't absolutely no one when I moved here. God damn. Fucking but it's getting better. Like, Three years in. Yeah, now you're good. you're a fucking you champion. Host of the best podcast on the airwaves. <laughs> co-host, Manager, co-host. co-host. <laughs> Just okay, the okay. best in general. Manager of the best bar Stop. in the whole city. Stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it is. It's Yours of Baby Mondays are pretty great. They're pretty great. It's the best. Dude, Murad actually, oh. I, I told I him about it. I guess we gotta stop it. using names. I actually looked up the lyrics to that song. It doesn't say you're so baby. No. It's, which is perfect. It's yes, so baby. <laughs> Damn. Perfect. Which <laughs> is so is funny. Uh, baby by um well ariel pink did a cover of it and it's by the 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 what brothers but even yes so baby doesn't make sense really well i thought it was yes oh baby not yes so baby like yes oh baby so baby is the better version exactly because it doesn't really make any sense no i love it but our boss called me up um i just showed him the page it's so funny it's so funny because we made it we made it just on the Monday one time when we yeah. were already like half cut or th- at least we had done uh, we had done one <laughs> yeah. and then we're like we need to think of something to call this and yeah. then I thought I, uh, yeah we thought That's of so, it perfect so we posted it and not on the official bar page because I was like well this, I don't know if no, uh, like this is legit or whatever and then he calls me the next day like hey you're so baby Mondays I was like oh uh, well you know it's like we're, we're just kind of he's like the most inspired name I've heard in years I was like oh I'd love to say oh, that okay. that I. See, I told you, I showed him. I showed it to him at Olympico it. one morning, and he thought it was hilarious. But I, I, it, I, I wish I um, knew that those were the original lyrics, were "Yes, Oh Baby" or whatever uh-huh. it is. And then I was like, it kind of sounds like "You're So Baby," so let's call it that. But I actually thought that's what the lyric was. Yeah, it was me just too. a cool song. Forever, forever. And, and I then I named the, the night that is, because yeah. that's cool. Let's just ch- use that mm-hmm. title. But it makes it better that that's actually not what it is, and we just interpreted it. And then it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I haven't yes. actually heard the you're, song, so I feel like so maybe that could be our Okay, that music. might. Uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna jinx anything, but maybe that could it be. Our be it might be. It might be the outro music. We may, might just have to do that. It's a great song. It's one of the most uh, mellow yet melodic cuts uh-huh. I've ever heard. Mm. It's great. It's great. Shoo up, shoo up. Yeah. You've heard this song? No, I don't think so. Oh. Well, because the baseline is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know it, you know it. I'm I'm sure I've played it many times. Yeah. 
So, so quiet number quiet number one. Can mm-hmm. I just say your name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that so, was just a joke. Okay. My name is Liz. Great. Oh, I was thinking about our initials, but then I realized that your first name is really Elizabeth. Because this is true. LDLH would be a pretty great. LDLH sounds like a new like research a sweet chemical drug. drug. Doing it's some LDLH, but it's really Andrew EDLH, and I are doing some which EDLH. Which sounds kind of more like erectile Wait, dysfunction. No, you could be held. Oh, ed held? No, because it's no. that H-E, held that's the wrong order. You can't. You can't. <laughs> oh, you switch can switch the up order. the order a bit. You, no. Why not? Because. Okay. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. Man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can switch up the order. Held is good. I guess. Yeah. Held. Or lead. Lead DH. Lead. Lead is good. Lead. Get the lead out. Yeah. What up, Led? Yeah. I like LDLH, though. Mm-hmm. So, so where is everybody today? Let's do a check-in. Hey. Hey, guys. Check-in. Hello. Uh, what's what's going on with you? What's going on with you, quiet number one, Liz? Um, <laughs> well, I had a very good day today. Um, I spent a lot of time in a cafe, and I've been reading this really great book, and I kind of just, like, what's figured... The book? What's the book? What's the cafe? You're not giving us any information uh, right now. Wow. You're keeping us this in suspense so here. I like vague. to be vague, yes. Um, it is called... How to Interpret Your Dreams, um, and it's like a book based off um, Edward Casey. Casey. I don't know how to say his last name, sure. but he Casey. wrote. How do you spell it? C a y c e. Case. Kate. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I, I think. Case. Yeah, I think there's like a little bit of a two-syllable <laughs> thing going on with it. Okay. But anyway. Um, yeah, so it's really good because I've been having really crazy dreams, and um, I've had really Whoa. crazy dreams for a while, so really? it's like, like um, well, I had one where Barack Obama was in the middle of an ocean, and we were, like, putting on this play for him, and, like, the whole thing was just, like, he was just so unimpressed, <laughs> and we were, like, in the middle of an ocean <laughs> putting on a play, and he did not give a shit. Oh, motherfucker. It was, wow. it was very disappointing. Um, and Does, Are they, like, Do you think that has something dreams? to do with Some of them are. in like, Canada? Um, I've had them for a very long time. <laughs> this is American. So That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean, no, that was while I was in Panama, actually. So, oh. I don't know. I had a, another dream in Panama, one of my favorites. was um, cause you I used been to, to Panama before? Yeah, I lived there oh, okay. for six months. Yeah. What yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would be, it'd be <laughs> crazier if you had never been there and you're like, whoa, I'm in Panama. Dreaming in Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Panama well, dreams. the dream took place while it's I was in Panama. Band and for a while, name. oh, good one. Band name. Yes. <laughs> Taking that one. Panama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then another viable song. option. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had enough. No Van Halen. But go on. Oh, well, the conclusion to the story. So I used to write down my dreams every morning, and one of them, I was looking back through them, and it just said March 7th, 2012, delivery Putin, and that was it. So clearly I missed Montreal at that point. Uh huh. Okay, so um, were you writing down your dreams for a particular reason? Well, I started this a while ago, um, and there was—I don't remember what the reason was, um, but I heard it was a good thing to do. Oh, well, I had a friend who was really into lucid dreaming, so we oh, talked a lot about, about that. Yeah, I so think we've talked about this before. Perhaps, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, my friend was like really into lucid dreaming, and I had already had a bunch of like crazy dreams and started reading about lucid dreaming. Yeah, absolutely. I had to hold back to. But, um, but yeah, so I, you know, was learning different ways to get better at it. And one of them was writing them down every morning, uh-huh. recollecting them. That's the biggest part of things. Yeah. Did you ever do wilding? Keeping a dream I don't know journal. what that is. Or childing? What is that? Wilding is awake-induced lucid dreaming. Hmm. Where, mm-hmm. no? Oh, okay. Anyway. Please explain. Okay. Yeah. So 
I also got really, really into Wild in Panama. Really, mm-hmm. really, really into Lucid Dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, around the same time that I, that I was talking about this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like, of course, there's a whole bunch of things you do, right? You start a dream journal because part of it, like, if you even if you have a lucid dream, doesn't matter if you're not remembering them. Right. Yep. So it's not the act of writing it down and reviewing it later to remember the dreams that you had a week ago, but the in just the act of writing it down trains your brain to realize that this is an important thing to remember. So that's one. Uh, the second thing is doing reality checks. So when you walk Pinching into a room, yourself. yeah, when you walk into a room when you're awake, you'll flip a light switch right. because there's w- these weird like dream rules that exist just uh, across the board in everybody's dreams. Light switches don't work. So if every day, what every room, yeah, dude, I'm I'm not kidding. That's like part of the dream law. Part of the dream mm-hmm. law. You can't read uh, clocks or books. If you try to pick Why? up a book, it's it's just squiggly. Like your yeah. brain doesn't interpret that properly in a dream. Also, like the lighting that. exists when you walk into a room, and that's just how you imagine. I understand the, room. the reading part. And if you s- hit the switch, it just doesn't do anything. Weird. Um, so what you're supposed to do is these things called reality checks, where like one is flip a light switch on every time that you're in a room. So when you're in a dream, it becomes habit. So when you're in a dream, you're like, oh, hit, hit the switch, and then when you notice that it doesn't work, then you go, oh, I'm in a dream. Or there's um, some people put an alarm on their phone. So every hour it'll be an alarm that says, are you dreaming? And so then when you're in a dream, like because it's so routine, in a dream maybe an alarm will go off on your phone and you think, hey, am I dreaming? And that's the key. You have to ask yourself, am I dreaming? And then if you can answer yes, then you can suddenly become lucid. Mm, um, when I do this. And then the other one is um, you can you can try to get yourself in uh, through something called wake-induced lucid dreaming. So you know when you're when you're about to wake up or when you're waking up, and you hit the snooze button, and then you f- like have the craziest dreams in yes. the nine minutes in which you're snoozing. What's happening is that you're you're already in uh, rapid eye movement stage, so REM cycle sleep, and you're shocked out of it. But you hit the snooze button, so you dive right back into it. And being conscious just for a moment, and then diving back into complete REM cycle allows you to get a little more lucid. Um, so oh, that's yeah. way conducive lucid dreaming. But there's another one that they call childing. And it's uh, cheese-induced lucid dreaming. Cheese fucks you up, man. It does. Yeah. It yeah. does crazy yeah. things. If you to eat your Stilton cheese about half an hour before you go to sleep, oh fucking Stilton, man. It's documented this. that like you will have this. insane fucking dreams. That's so once cool. it, like two or three Christmases ago, I was trying to think of presents to buy my parents for Christmas, and I didn't have any money, so I was just like, I was like, get my dad some cheese, like some nice cheese, right? And I went to Whole Foods, and I went to the cheese counter, and there was this this woman behind the cheese counter, I'm like. What cheese do I get for my father? And she's like, Stilton. <laughs> That's such a dad cheese too. Yeah, and it was it was delicious. It was great. It was the best Christmas ever. Anyways, yeah, the first blue cheese that I had was with my dad in France. Actually, he's like, I think it's about the time you try some blue cheese. I was like fourteen. It was so fucking gross. I hated it. But I used now to I hate love olives it. when I was a kid, and now like I used to hate so many. And you're, well. you're still kind of a picky eater, yeah. Uh, I'm no. I, I, there's a few. I have a couple of irrational leftover tomatoes, right? I like tomatoes. I just don't like fucking shitty tomatoes, like well, styrofoam, yeah. gross, like big chunky. Tom- like the tomatoes in my Greek salad the other day. They're like these big fat styrofoam. I like those. I hate those. I you know the tomatoes like, that are made for like packaging instead of flavor. I like them because they're like crunchy. I like them on a burger because it just sort of adds yeah. texture and it's mixed yeah. in with everything. But. Hmm. 
This just has just been the craziest series of tangents. No, that, that, that's <laughs> We're bringing the it all back to the millennium sooner or later, guys. So, what so. do you what do you mean? What do you want to talk about the Olymp- well? You just mentioned wait, 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 wait. lucid, sure lucid two thousand. We didn't finish on lucid dreams. Though. Lucid dreaming. I just wanted to make uh, on the the note of like waking up uh-huh. and then going back uh-huh. to your dream. Uh-huh. I'll have my a lot of my dreams are like really plot driven and are like exciting and like yeah. I'm like with my friends in like a gang fight and we like <laughs> hauled up at a motel and like Mike my roommate is yeah. like he's like oh he guys, would be like, such a gangster my like oh the like uh, guys from Lebanon are like at war with the Polacks <laughs> that's a horrible thing to say about Pol- <laughs> Pol- well, he's I forgot, Polish I forgot no but Polak is like a slur well yeah. but if he says it then whatever well anyway he, even if it's in a dream it's a dream man it's anyway dream. anyway he's he so we like have this like crazy gang war we like blah 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 and and then i wake up and i'm like oh fuck i have to fall back to sleep so i can find so I can out what's, so i can see yeah. what happens yeah. exactly. you know you mine yeah mine is usually like i gotta fall back asleep so i can try to convince this girl to have sex with me i was just about to say that's when i have my craziest sex dreams is in that time between exactly. when i'm like conscious and then oh, that's kind of like a lucid sleep. dream because like oh, i'm dreaming now i can do whatever i want yeah. oh. exactly it's great i can i tell you about my dream yesterday yes please, please. wait was it yesterday or the day before Wait, doesn't matter. Maybe I told you this already. <laughs> we still want to hear it. My poop dream? Oh. Uh, I don't know if I want to Oh, no. I don't think I told you. <laughs> anyway. Please. So, I had this dream, and it was lucid in the sense that, like, I was aware of everything, but, like, there's a couple different kinds of lucid dreams. One is where you are just like, oh, I'm in the dream world. I'm going to manipulate everything. I'm going to fly to fucking Tokyo and then, like, you know, just fly around and then fuck people. Um, and the other one is like, okay, I'm aware this is a dream. I'm just going to see where it goes. Hey, what else would you do if you had <laughs> complete control? <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. Fly to Tokyo and fuck people. Oh, well, yeah. Definitely. Duh. <laughs> um, so this dream, though, was just like, it was a complete alternate reality of what the world was. And all based off on one little tweak to humanity in which that everybody had to poo at the same time <laughs> so it was like it's like ritual prayer but like no exactly it was, it was like like I, I thought about this later like the title of this this dream there, narrative like, to me is called holy holes? shit no so it wasn't there wasn't public shitting holes it wasn't it was like, like ceremonial it was a ritual. well it was kind it was, of ceremonial so. because if you think about like if humans d- had developed up into this point technologically and like societally if we all had to poo at the same time it'd be like you know how people worship the moon and the sun and like these regular things well, fuck them. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I was dreaming. So everybody had to poo at the same time, and it was always high noon. Um, and there was no metros or, like, underground malls because everything underground was just devoted to, like, the sheer, like, poo. Holy like, shit. Like, there was so much poo going on at the exact same time. And then I woke up. I was like, my God. Like, Have society would be so different if everybody pooed at the same time. It's true. It'd become like a moment of silence for the world. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this well, humble moment of silence. respect that everybody shares. Yeah, it's just like mm, and uh, and like everybody and just comes together at the same cultures moment. at different points around the world. I feel like that would be a great equalizer for humanity. That's very true. It's everywhere, oh, right? God. So it's, it's like oh, you know, a like a three a.m. ritual in some places yeah. where you and like you're just taking a shit and you're like, yeah. you know what? Three a.m. The Dalai Lama is shitting right here with me right now. Exactly. Think about it. Just like that. It's a moment of pure connectedness. Uh, we are all becoming like like oh. a half a pound to four pounds lighter. It's like <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if I better take it four, four pounds. pounds. Oh my god! Well, maybe I, I don't know. Shit, baby. 
Um, yeah, ooh, poo baby. It's like that scene in Emily when she goes over, like, how many people are all having sex at the same having time? Having orgasms right, right now. now. And yeah. then it cuts to all the women having orgasms. Know, oh, that's so such a good great. movie. Yeah. I think about that I a lot, that. actually. It Me is. Too. It's like when you're having sex. Like, My favorite, and the one that I do every now. time I go see a movie, is when she she looks back in the movie theaters to uh-huh. look at people's expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like so that. cool. Yeah, I got I to gotta say, I'm, that's not what I'm thinking about when I'm having sex. And I'm just like, hmm. I wonder how many people are doing the exact same thing oh. right now. Oh, it occurs to me sometimes. During? Yeah, sometimes. Whoa. I don't know, because it's I'm something I've thought about before. I think about that mostly when I'm just, like, really lonely. <laughs> yeah, how many people other than me are having uh, sex right now? But I'm just like, like... Damn it. It's like after I jerk off, and I'm like, ugh. How many people are having sex right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's less fun. Only one outside. You know, the ratio is probably a lot lower compared to how many people are jerking off right at That's that moment. True. More people share my way. loneliness, how probably. How many people are just pleasuring themselves right now? Okay, let's do... That's what like, I think about during sex. I'm like, haha, how many fucking losers are there right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck <Exactly>. you. <laughs> yeah, just like a rage hump. <laughs> just like some shouting fucking... <laughs> Um, Makes it way better. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. We could do some Because you're fucking like... them all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's do some. Let's do some math here. Let's do some like really, really quick math. Okay. Um, seven billion people on the planet. Oh right? my god. Uh, I let's say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go from me, but like let's half just say of them can average. and want to have sex. Okay, right. So let's say 13 years people. old to 80. Let's call that. Let's call yeah, that. Sure. A six point five billion. No. 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 Less than that. Five point five. I'm gonna say five. Five billion. Even five. Okay. Even five billion. Let's make it easy. Even five billion. Five um, billion are what are capable uh, are are capable of of masturbating. Okay. Five billion. So um, a- on average, let's say once a day. Some people do it zero times a day. Some people do it seven times a day. That's true. Yeah. I'm not saying where I'm in that line but let's say once a day mm-hmm. so um five billion <laughs> this, this is where the math five stops. billion times a day okay five billion times a day so Our people are checking off five billion divided by 24 why who could guess right now let's try this yeah who, who can guess what is five billion divided by it's like 24? one point something billion no less let me think. It looks like the answer is approximately 2.08333x. No. Oh, it's that's what? Funny. 5 billion divided by 24 is an, oh, to the power of 8. So that's 2 with 8 zeros. So So No, that that can't be. Right. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8. Okay, no, that makes sense. So that's like that's like uh that's like 200 million. Um so that's like 200 million people an hour. No, it's like 2 billion 200 million an hour 200 million people an hour are masturbating so so let's just two-thirds of the united states yeah 200 million uh divided by 60 like all 200 million divided by 60 let's see okay so three 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 to the power of six um so so that people every minute wouldn't that be three million so three million. million so let's just say every time you're jerking it, there's probably another three million people doing it at the same time. That's They're right nice. there with you, man. That's a very yeah. comforting thought. Yeah. So um, w- once somebody <clears throat> listens to this, 
please hit us up with the real math. That's I good. know there's somebody out here there who could really do that. Um, I've been on the internet. There's f- no, you're like there. fucking yeah. charlatans. They don't know the real jerk off math. Yeah, yeah. The, all this beer is f- for you guys. It's, anyway, it's everybody beer. So the millennium. What is this shit yeah, about the millennium? About what happened? No. That was like 15 years Evan ago, girl. Mentioned, you mentioned 2000. You mentioned the year 2000 earlier. Like Y2K. Right. And I, yeah, and I wanted to ask what you guys were all doing on the millennium. Oh. <clears throat> Where were you in time? I was just with my We started with family. our chickens and I feel like this is an I was 10. The mille- I think I was at like was my family's New Year's party. 10. I didn't know shit about Y2K until I saw Bowling for Columbine. Oh, really? And I was like, that was a thing? That's good, they sheltered you. <laughs> That's <Aww>. crazy. <laughs> I would have yeah. been so scared <laughs> if I, remember, I knew about that. I remember that uh, my family wasn't like crazy like preppers like doomsday preppers but i do remember that my family had gotten water and canned food and batteries Mm -hmm. um but like i you know i was 10 they weren't like son you're gonna have to learn how to shoot and like shoot a gun just in case like none of that like thinking back what was because there was a lot of hype about that so the idea was even in the news and shit like so the idea was that but there must have been some scientists who knew what was knew no, that it wouldn't the prediction was that things were going to get fucked up so but here, here was the theory happened, like nothing happened and everything the yeah. idea was that um microsoft uh and apple which are based off unix based systems uh all developed on the same platform their um the the way that they interpreted the time clock of each device was day day month month year year so say it was uh january 1st 1999 010199 mm-hmm and they were realizing they didn't put this in in the in the beginning of the code. They didn't think to make a uh, the year uh, quotient four digits. digits. So they were saying, okay, wait. So on January, like say December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, twelve thirty one nine nine. What's going to happen when it gets to January? It's going to be zero 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 or zero one zero one zero zero. That doesn't make any sense. They were thinking that everything was going to reset. Everything would like. Because the idea that it's going backwards. Planes would fall yeah, out of exactly. the sky. Mm-hmm. Planes are going to fall out of the sky. Banks the banking system is going to crash. Like everything. And so here's the thing. A couple of things did fuck up just because like that's how they were programmed. But everything was okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything was fine. <laughs> but there must and have been. yet, but people most, bought a lot of shit. Yeah, it's true. People but bought most, a lot of shit. Most of, you would, like, wouldn't the computer scientists who were like, the most knowledgeable about the fields the most knowledgeable wouldn't they know that uh, that would happen or were they all like i don't know fuck maybe yeah, oh no, it was okay it, it wasn't i don't know it really? wasn't i don't know i think that's what was really scary about it and i think there was a lot of people of course on both sides like you'd get you know people it's confirmation bias so you'd bring in if you wanted to project a particular kind of story you would say okay we're gonna get this guy who really thinks the planes are gonna fall out of the sky and then if you wanted to portray a different side of it you would get the guy who said they're not gonna fall out of the sky but nobody really knew happens yeah nobody really knew huh which is happens the most scary that is the most scary human weakness (laughs) um what were you doing during the i was at the Confederation Basin Fireworks in Kingston with my family. Cool. Funky Kingston. Yeah, uh, um, That's where I'm going for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah, I have family there. Oh, cool. Well, Maybe you guys know each other. Maybe so you're related. So cool. Yeah, weird. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents lived like right down the street, and I remember I was crying during the firework, fireworks because I really missed my grandpa, and I wanted to go hang out with him when the ball Aww. dropped. Aww. 
but Why we, was went, dead? we went there after and ate chocolate truffles. Oh. No, 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 no. He, well, <laughs> Less he dramatic. Was, he had yeah. cancer, but he was very much alive. And right, right. We ate chocolate truffles and had a nice New Year's. It was good. Cool. What about you, Liz? Um, I don't remember where I was exactly on the millennium, but I do remember that my sister and I jumped on the Y2K game and created time capsules. Oh, cool. Uh, um, but idea? ironically, they were on the computer. <laughs> we did print them out, but um, we both created predictions. <laughs> they, they just disappeared. Yeah. After watching. Exactly. <laughs> Never to be seen again. We um, wrote out like predictions where we would be in like, I think it was increments of six years, which is strange. Um, but we, <laughs> you, you know, really it was like to get at that time. Exactly. Capsule. It was like six years from now. We like predicted where we would be, like what we'd be doing. Um, mine mostly consisted of a monologue of me making fun of my sister. <laughs> nice. um, hers was very specific about like where she wanted to be, what type of car she wanted to have. Mm. Like she knew it was up. Was um, she older? Yes. Okay. And mine was mostly a monologue about what she was doing at that moment. And I believe pickles were involved mm. in a lot of contexts, but I don't remember why. So. I brought New Year's in at the Millennium the worst fucking way possible. I feel like, I don't know. It was like a... So... I was with my parents. We we're at uh, these family friends called the We Met, um, and they were they were my parents' friends when they were really young, and so it's just like they ended up living in the same city when they were older, and they had had kids that were around the same age. So we would go to the We Mets, who were still kind of party animals, and they had like a big New Year's party. They had a trampoline, which was really cool, and a really cool like not treehouse, but like a play fort, and so. As the countdown's going down, the parents are all outside, and we're and the kids are outside on the play fort, like spinning around the little spinners, like clickies and the like that. And it's horrible. It's it's like it's stuck in my head. Either I don't, I don't think it could be so perfect that it was right at the count of midnight. But during the countdown, I was like jumping around and ended up there was a trap door in the um, in the play fort. And one leg went in the trap door, and I ended up just like having my first like pain to the testicles of my entire life. So like <coughs> I started falling through the hole, but because it was only one leg, I just smashed my balls, my like little ten-year-old balls, on like the wood structure, and ended up like just basically writhing around in pain as the New Year's like everybody's dancing around me, kids are on the trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Evans <laughs> Millennium. <laughs> Anyway. Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> Swift kick to the balls. I haven't told oh anybody that. I didn't even tell my parents because I was so fucking embarrassed. Story, Evan, that is such a you story. You don't even understand how perfect that is. Why? <laughs> it just is. That's just so you. I don't uh, regularly hurt my balls. <laughs> I try not. I haven't had a good like no, testicle hit in a long time. I know, and I'm I'm totally cool with that. Um, Liz, I wanted to ask you must before... Must have been like less than yeah, 10 years old or something. Um, That's crazy. Did you and your sister ever That's go back voice. and find those time capsules? Oh, yes. We still have them. Amazing. Liz, you can move that uh, mic stand okay. closer to your face, by to the way. Yeah, just like hold the mic and like, like tilt it down towards your mouth. Cool. There you go. And you can like put the angle on the mic a little bit. Just give it a little wrist twist like that. No, no, no. Not like that. Like... like, like ah. There you go. Ah. There you go. Perfect. Cool. Comfy much more comfortable so have you opened them um it was i haven't looked at them in years um but i cool. yeah 2006 um, you opened them I, we didn't plan it that specifically after <laughs> that it was just like a few I, it probably wasn't even that much longer later we're like let's look at those things we did hmm. um they're pretty funny 
Uh, they both say a lot about me and my sister. Mm. Also, neither of our expectations came true. Although I don't think I had many expectations, which That's maybe good. worked in my favor. Except the bar low. <laughs> exactly. I remember making, um, uh, I think it was for my grandparents' anniversary. All of the grandkids made a, a collective quilt. So, like, my aunt was in charge of making the quilt, and each per uh, like each just kid keep getting better. Whatever. <laughs> it, each kid had to make a square on the quilt about like you oh know about God. themselves. And so mine, I'm so pissed about this now because mine was like, I didn't really know who I was, and I was like, I guess I play soccer. So I made like mine soccer based. I fucking hate soccer. I played it for like two years. And so now, when I, like it must recently, have been fun at the time. Well, no, even at the time, I was like, I, I don't really know. I guess I'll put a soccer ball on it and a music note. And so now, whenever I go to my grandma's house, I see this stupid soccer ball. I'm like, that's dumb. That's not me. Just it never was it. me. It, it was never the, me. The music note. That's yeah, music note. I guess. But. I should have done like a big middle finger or something cool. <laughs> I also regret my grad quote. <clears throat> what was your grad quote? I don't even remember. That's why I fucking regret it because it came to the time where like we were taking the pictures and we had to put in our quotes and I was like, oh, it's got to be something really deep. And so I Googled it and was like, interesting grad quotes. Googled it, wrote it down. I don't even remember what it was. Probably just like believe in yourself. But so many people like, I I talked to somebody, (laughs) was it Jake who said he had a a YouTube link? Yeah, my friend Jake's grad quote was a YouTube link to um, Duel of the Fates, which is the (laughs) song from... Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. It's like dun 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 Except the funniest part about that thing is like that video got deleted. So if you go actually and type that in, it's just like the video has been deleted. Which is sounds so much better. Yeah, really funny. That's great. Do you guys remember yours? My guy quote? No, I don't know if we had guy quotes. Mine was a Kurt Vonnegut quote, which was. We're here on Earth to fart around. Don't let anyone tell you any different. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's awesome. That's awesome. I I wish I did something funnier, though, because that's kind of like an earnest sort of like philosophical statement. Yeah, fuck Ernestine. I wish I was like, Andrew Cameron, Jacques Cousteau could never get this low. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of earnest, why don't you talk about, I mean, we've we've alluded to it a bit before, but why don't you talk a bit about the play? Huh? Oh, yeah. Um... I am rehearsing a play and it's so fun. It's called The Anger in Ernest and Ernestine and it's um it's a comedy and it's pretty short. It's like it's like 70 minutes long and it's about this couple that um the play opens with them sort of just like being in love and then they move in together and they're just like setting up their house. Oh boy. And then like the cracks begin to show and they start getting really passive aggressive about like where they should put things, this and that. And then it's just, it's just like a study of like two people living in close quarters and how they drive each other nuts but also like really love each other but uh, and they they like go back and forth between like these insane fights and then like insane like passion and this and that and so it, it's it's really fun it's a really funny show i like it yeah, cool. yeah. you read it today uh yeah no i read it before today and i had the meeting with uh with martin about sound yeah, really yeah, yeah. excited for for the sound design it's it's you've got a lot to work with hey I've got a lot to work with and I've got a lot of work to do at the same time, <laughs> but it'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. There's lots of like m- short scenes with musical interludes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. It's Should fun. Cool. Do you have to make all of the musical interludes? Mm-hmm. Well, I think like I was telling you guys before we started recording, it's, um, there's like this, this idea of a, of a song called for no reason, uh, that's supposed to play. And so, you know, some of the stage so, so many reasons, so many reasons. Sorry. 
So, uh, you know, for some of them it says, uh, so many reasons, instrumental version, ethereal. So many reasons, instrumental version, urban beats. Like, so th- there's like a whole bunch of different tones that it's supposed to take. So I'm gonna try to um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to outsource the, the this lyrics. Is, to this a is probably the biggest sound job we've had you do yet. That you've had me do, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That's definitely. very exciting. I mean, another like Menagerie was was up there, um, but not as right. But that wasn't that stakes. wasn't us. That was that no, was, no, truly. Yeah, yeah, right. you're right. But um, but this one's this one's cool. I mean, uh, Martin loved what you did with um the pixies song oh the where is my mind yeah yeah that was fun he, he talks about that every day he's like it was actually really weird i met with him at neve today he's like i listen to that song every night before i fall asleep That's like, uh, <laughs> okay yeah great i'm glad you really like it i'm really i'm pretty proud of it it's it's great how did wait how did you do that again so um so anyway we did a play a while yeah. ago that ended with uh it, it was a it was a uh, an adaptation of Marlowe's Doctor Faustus, which is where uh, Doctor Faustus sells his soul to the devil for like unlimited knowledge and power, and he like goes and like fucks with the Pope and like has sex with Helen of Troy and all kinds of shit like this. And then, but it's like originally meant to be this lavish Elizabethan drama <laughs> with like tons of you know like upwards of seventeen characters, I think. Yeah. And so we adapted it for like a two person play where it's just like Dr. Faustus and Mephistopheles sort of interacting. Sort of through three And it's sort of like, sort of more like in his own head kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and so it, Evan re jigged this version of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies to just be this, this sort of string instrumental version of it. And it was, it's really cool. Um, yeah, I it was just, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to play it. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, so it's just like I did the, like the, um, composition of it I sent it to my brother to do it the piano version of it um, and then uh, basically a few people that I know who are still in music school in Edmonton um, like uh, my ex-girlfriend's brother is a cellist so I got him to do the cello part like a little bit of a xylophone that's part that's so cool man it, no what the, the coolest part about it isn't the fact that it, like it was composed that way but the fact that it was all done by people around the country yeah you know and then I all brought together I didn't even know that that's awesome well yeah so like the, the, the names that you saw on the playbill about like and thanks to blah 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 uh, for the music like those are all just people that added their uh, instrument part to it which is fucking dope that you can that's do that awesome. and like that that's that's kind of how like all the other sound design that I do is, is done. Like I've got this site called Free Sound, which I showed you. Yeah. Which is royalty free um, clips, like field recordings and like weird synth uh, sounds. What's it called? Freesound.org. And so once you become a member, like you've got to do this kind of like, you have to upload uh, a lot as well in order to be able to download. But um, so what I do is like say, so like for Menagerie, for, existen- for example. Um, we did this play called Glass Menagerie. Andrew was acting in it, but uh, Rowan Spencer directed it. And there was this scene at the very opening um, where it's like in a bar. And so like you hear the sounds of a bar and pool playing, and then you hear a door open and blah, blah, blah. But like I don't, rem- I don't remember exactly how many countries it, it was now that I'm thinking about it, but it was multiple countries. So like I got the pool sounds from Vancouver. I got like some of the talking from Russia and just like all these different sounds that you combine together and once you mix them properly it sounds like one cohesive experience you know like you close your eyes and you can hear yourself in a bar but it's all just you know little tidbits yeah. from around the world and it sounded so realistic and the best part was um, you had the sound of the door opening yeah and it's like and you hear it get louder because yeah, yeah. you can because the door's open and yeah. then and the door closes and it gets quiet and it kind of mm-hmm. fades away and then there was this like 
a car that drives by. Yeah, that was my cue to yeah, start. Yeah, the, yeah, the car driving. Yeah. yeah, that was so cool. It's cool because actually, like the 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 sound of it going uh, of it sounding like you're outside the bar, um, and then the door opening and hearing the sounds escape is really just like. Do you a have those EQ. files still? Yeah, I've got it all. Fucking a man, because I wanted my parents want to do that play with me this summer. Cool, like with my mom as right. the mom. Okay. That'd be great. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's insane. She called me the other day and just started like doing lines from Amanda. She's like, you're so weird. Yeah. (laughs) She just called me on the phone and just started like in the Southern draw, like Tom, you smoke too much. And like, I I, I remember the lines too. So we had this whole like (laughs) theatrical exchange over the phone. (laughs) Man, I remember being a weird theater kid. It was awesome. I remember driving, like we had, um, we, we were in this one act festival and we got into provincials and so we ended up having to drive out to um, uh, to Leduc to do like this, uh, you know, the the provincial one act festival. And I just remember like driving up alongside the car filled with the other actors and like screaming lines outside <laughs> the car and thinking that was like the most normal thing ever. Yeah. And looking back, I'm just like, <clears throat> you were a, a weird, weird theater kid. kid. Yeah. I was a fucking theater kid. <laughs> we just started rehearsing Ernest and Ernestine in this uh, this commercial vacant space that my boss, the guy I work for, uh, he just owns and it's vacant right now. He's looking for somebody to rent it to turn into like, excuse me, it's like a store or something. But it's this huge space that's open. And so I was like, uh, if it's just sitting here, can we just use this to rehearse it? And he's right. like, yeah, sure, here's the keys. <laughs> and so it's cool because we have this huge, massive free space with like a little, you know, little bathroom, yeah. little office in the back. It's oh, it's perfect. And right. But the, <laughs> the catch is that <laughs> it has like a full window that faces the street. Okay. So like passersby and cars and any pedestrians will be walking by like and can look in and watching us do a oh like my weirdo theater exercises. I've got one to top that. <laughs> and I, I, when I was doing Rocky Horror in Edmonton, um, we were, you know, just rehearsing in the in the director's house basically. But when it com- came time to blocking, like you can't fucking block in somebody's living room. So the only space that we were able to rent was the gym at the YMCA at one of the YMCA's. So like people would be working out and like, you know, doing their shit, like, yeah. you know, lifting weights or running and just saw like 15 people in drag just like, you know, acting out Rocky Horror. It was the uh, it was the weirdest experience. One of the, one of the funniest hilarious. ones. I was rehearsing a uh, 12 Angry Men back in the day and it was, it was with 12 dudes who were <laughs> all playing the 12 jurors and 12, 12 Angry, angry Men. Dudes. <laughs> and we were doing like an exercise where we were all supposed to be um like walking the space where we're just sort of like just like getting into character and just we're all walking and like you know being aware of our bodies and of the space and sort of getting into character and just sort of like uh, without really doing anything just like interacting and sort of walking through with no real purpose and it's just like kind of straight and it was in the club's lounge of (laughs) mcgill and so uh, it's like a university building and this dude walked in who was like looking for another room and he was completely disoriented (laughs) and just like walked through our exercise and just like but the funniest thing was he just like fit in perfectly because he was like where am i and he was just sort of like cluelessly walking the space with us. 12 then, angry like, men and one confused and one confused guy <laughs> he just kind of walked out it's like oh this isn't fucking math 237 so liz what was your graduation quote oh um it's very very lame um it is from i used to love this like kind of folk singer called mason jennings and some of my friends and i would like get pretty drunk and go to these concerts um 
and he had a quote from a song that was there ain't no rest on the happiness bus so i thought that was oh that's awesome <laughs> that's great that's my favorite one that i've ever heard is from arthur though so arthur his grad quote was i wish i was never born <laughs> <laughs> oh arthur <laughs> See, it's funny because we know this guy. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. He's got that's his the own best. Draw. That's yeah. so funny. Oh man. That's oh great. man. Fuck, high school is just. A, oh, oh my god. I feel like like the fact that I don't remember my grad quote and that I copied it off the internet is like the perfect summation of high school. Ah, oh, I wish I remembered. I don't know if we had grad quotes. I don't think so, but I also feel like maybe we did, and I'm just forgetting i don't have my yearbooks here i'll have to investigate yeah i lost my yearbooks that sucks yeah it i really feel like sucks. i feel like how like awful high school is and how like full of shit everybody is in high school is like in a roundabout way a really important education it's about so the world, important you know it's so important like the you know what i got out of high school is learning how to interact with strangers Mm -hmm. trying to insert yourself into social situations that you wouldn't otherwise be in and bullshitting learning how to bullshit your way through authority Mm -hmm. i mean yeah it's like sort of a pretty funny metaphor or like a microcosm of how the world is like there's this sort of obscure administration and a principle Mm -hmm. that you really have no connection to, but they tell you things. Yeah. And you can, yeah, you can. And they're like, sort of, they're like, sort of like the government and you know, and you can, and you're forced in with all these sort of people and you can sort of find your friends or not or whatever. Did I tell you I got expelled? You got expelled? (laughs) Whoa. What did you do? Um, I got suspended twice. Oh, I've, oh, I've been suspended so many times. The most trouble I ever got in with high school was for setting a stink bomb off in somebody's... Hey, I did that too. ...bag in in science in grade nine. Oh, mine was in like with a team. Multiple, we were like six guys, we each put a stink bomb in a different garbage can. Oh, those timed out stink bombs. Yeah, 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 we're just like, and go. We also did it in a couple (laughs) McDonald's, that was dumb. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, no, in uh, social studies, we had this really incompetent teacher called Madame Bridges. And, <laughs> oh, this poor lady. Like, we Fuck were, Madame we just, Bridges. Like, we just kind of took control oh, of her class. We're like, like love and French Bridges. immersion, you have, like, you have to say Madame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, she was actually very French. It was her, her husband's name, which was Bridges, but she was like a, I don't know what her real name was. But, um, or I guess that's her real name because she's married. But she was very French. But we just kind of like took control. We're like, okay, Madame Bridges, today's pie day. We're all bringing in pies. <laughs> and we're just going to eat pies. We're not going to listen to fuck whatever you're saying. That's a great idea. And, um, but this one day, she left the class. And I realized, I looked at her desk and I saw the final exam for social studies. I was like, oh, God. The final exam with all the answers is on her desk. Like, I, I, I've <laughs> got to take it. So I, I took it and I left to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I went to my back home. Like I, I lived like ten minutes walk away from the from the school, so I ran home, went into my mom's office, and started photocopying it. And my parents came home. Didn't make any sense that they had come home, but they came home. And it, oh, so bad. Two girls that I was with. Uh, one girl had the, had a car, so they were waiting outside for me. My parents came in. They're like, "What are you?" you're supposed to be at school what are you doing and they just see me photocopying something i'm like oh i'm just uh photocopying notes mom and they're like no this is fucked so they looked at it they're like this is an exam what are you doing and i was like no I, it's nothing i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna go and they like locked me in the office they're like what the fuck are you doing like what are you Whoa. doing i was like no listen like it's okay it's okay and then they're like this is this is dated in the future like you're stealing an exam and i was like listen mom just 
forget about it. I'll throw it out. Like, don't worry about it. And I could see in their face, they were just like so torn whether they should rat out their kid, rat out <laughs> their kid, or oh. to be permissive in that moment and just like discipline me themselves. And they chose to take me by the fucking arm and take me to my principal, to class, to oh, class, God. to like learn the hard way. Mm. And so they took me in, and uh, <clears throat> I was expelled. <laughs> and uh, what happened? Well, because like there's getting suspended, and then there's getting expelled. no. I got mm. fucking expelled, and so I spent like a week at home being what like, "What grade well, was this again? This is in grade eleven. And I was like, well, I guess, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to do with myself, and I was just at home. And, like, for the first couple of days, I was like, well, I guess I'm not at school. But I was really pissed off because I was getting messages from my friends on MSN saying that, like, there was this guy in one of the psychology classes um, named Kalen who was, like, totally moving in on my girlfriend at the time because I was gone. And, like, she was really pissed off at me because she was kind of straight edge and she was really pissed at the fact that, like, I had done some, something so stupid to fucking get me Fucking Kalen. Yeah, it's fucking even, Kalen. It's not even a real name. Well, anyway, I don't know. He was a really good artist and I was like, fuck, I wish I could paint like that motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, like, so all I was the cool like, I gotta get back into school to, like, like, I don't know, like, my girlfriend wants Kalen to talk to me. She was really pissed. Back. I was like, I gotta get that butt back. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, so I, like, wrote a really, really, like, like forgive me letter and uh met with the administration they're like okay listen this is like your last chance like you've had so many last chances but this is gonna be your last 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 chance and so i got back in they let me back in it's hmm. a good ending yeah it was a pretty That's good ending. awesome did you get the girl uh yeah off and on <laughs> this is actually the same uh the same girl as crazy cuba girl, cuba, cuba, cuba <gasps> girl. no way yeah oh so funny Yo, you have to tell that story right now. Should I tell that story? Yeah. Okay. okay, let me light up his cigarette. Cause this, this is the a... Evan show tonight. No, fuck that. No, I just, it's good. Just, I like I your know. stories. Got, like, I don't know. I'm yeah, we got a lot of time shit. to work with here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, anybody listening to that weird sound? It's very windy outside. It and is. These, these windows are not very insulated. I was wondering what that is. So, the same girl. Um, we. Same we, girl. <laughs> same <laughs> yeah. girl. Um, we, uh, we started dating in, in grade 10 and, um, I don't know. I was a fucking loser, man. Like I, uh, I, well, I, f- I felt like a loser. She, she was like, she was definitely the hottest girl in junior high. And, um, you know, like she became part of the friend group and, and anyway, there's so, so many weird details of this story. Like the, the guy I was in a band with was in love with her and then she ended up going up, going out with me and like, it became like this weird tension in the band and blah, 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 blah. Anyway. So we started dating in grade 10, um, all throughout high school. It was like on and off, on and off, on and off. Um, and every time we would break up and get back together, it was like, we grew a little bit more and like we, we became a little bit more mature. Anyway, so like we lost our virginity to each other on prom night, Whoa, and like it was just like total high school sweetheart bullshit. And so um, the before I moved into the house that I was talking about before, we were like, well, this is like you know we've been together since we were like fifteen. Like the natural progression is like we both want to experience other people, so like let's just break up mutually. And like and it seemed to make sense, and we did it. And it was cool. It worked for a while. We both saw other people and it was totally fun. And so I moved away and we had always stayed in contact throughout me being in Montreal and her being in Edmonton. And every time I would go home, we'd have like a really nice dinner and have a really romantic evening and fuck like seven or eight times. And then I would go home and it'd be great. And so 
last year I didn't end up going home um, for Christmas. I actually spent it with Andrew and our friend Rowan, eating Chinese food and drinking Johnny Walker mm, and uh, nice. dancing like that was the best Christmas like, Eve ever. Like Schultz characters, to, like <coughs> Snoopy. And we, no, we just played King's Cup. And, yeah, and yeah, it was great. <laughs> anyway. So we had been like talking on Skype and there was a lot of sexual tension. And I think we maybe we were both just like lonely. Like I had broken up with my girlfriend and she had, I don't know, I don't know what her deal was. But jokingly, we were like, hey, let's just like take a vacation together. You know, like let's go for a week to some all-inclusive resort and it'll be great. We won't have to like have Skype sex anymore. And uh, You're having Skype sex? Well, what what else do you call it? I don't know, like masturbating in front of a camera to somebody else on the other side of the country it's, i don't know escape sex is better <laughs> yeah yeah let's just say that skype sex Whoa. cyber sex and uh so we booked it we booked this trip uh for like less than two weeks in the future and we went so i met her in cuba and i don't know it was great like the first four days were absolutely amazing it was like this rehashing of i mean I would say that like I still felt like a lot of love for her and she still felt a lot of love for me and I think part of part of that situation is like this is a person that I grew up with you know like there's no removing that person from my life because I don't know growing up and going through puberty is like a really important part in your life and you're never going to forget that and when you're doing it with somebody else it's like they're automatically locked in to your memories so that was great like we had a lot of sex and um, actually it was really funny like as a as a side story um i don't know we had, we had like we had a few years before we had gone to banff together and um we had had anal sex oh wow amazing and um she fucked you in the ass with a strap on yeah exactly it was great wow um but uh we wanted to no <laughs> no the other way around <laughs> for the record <laughs> for the record the other way around that's oh a, that's a great uh, job well but, whatever but um yeah so she's like hey yeah like let's do that again that was really fun i haven't done it since i was like okay sweet um, oh shit, I didn't bring any lube. And so I went on this mission in Cuba. Like she went to have a nap and I was like, don't worry, I'll be right back. I'll be back in like an hour. And so I went downstairs uh, to like the main, it's an all-inclusive resort. So I went downstairs. You to, went like, downstairs before <laughs> you went downstairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went downstairs. And uh, so I tried to find fucking lube so I could fuck this girl in the ass. And n- nobody knew what I was talking about. So I went to the main store where they sell sunscreen and shit. And I was like, uh, do you have any like... Um, sexual lubrication and like huh like uh, lubrication sexual like oh no 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 and so I was like okay shit so I was like I guess I'm gonna go for a walk to Veradero it's like a 40 minute walk so give me canola oil should I ask the kitchen <laughs> I did I asked I was like do you have like, vegetable oil like do you oh have like God. I actually asked if you had Vaseline like just like anything that would work um so I ended up like starting to walk to Veradero and I was like, okay, this is dumb. I don't have sunscreen on. I'm getting really burnt. So I hailed a cab. I was like, hey man, can you take me into town? I'm just like, he's like, oh yeah, what do you need to do? I was like, well, actually I need some like, do you know where I can get some lube? And so we went to like five or six different places and none of them had lube and it was the exact same reaction. Just like, oh no, no, we don't have that here. No, no. And so, but that's so crazy because I would have thought somewhere like Cuba would be more like sexually open and like totally. we have all kinds of stuff. They, they, they like everybody's fucking, but nobody wants to talk about it. And so I was like, "Do you guys have like a sex shop here?" And they're like, "No, we don't have sex shops here. There's not a single sex shop on the entire island of Veradero." It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll keep looking for this lube. 
after like an hour and a half, no dice, and the cab driver just thought it was hilarious. Because um, <laughs> like, like, he probably told so many yeah. people well, that no. story. And yeah. so like, he called his wife while I'm in the cab <laughs> to try to figure out like where, where I could find like you know feminine hygiene products, which may lead to lube. And finally, like I was about to give up, I was like, "Well, dude, is there anywhere I can get like Vaseline?" He's like, "Oh." Yeah, my tattoo artist, he's got Vaseline. It's like, yeah, in the so, glove compartment. Well, right no, here. He called up this tattoo artist to like see if we could get Vaseline from the tattoo shop. And the response was, no, we got to get Vaseline shipped in. It's fucking Cuba. Of course, we don't have Vaseline here. And like, we're out of Vaseline for the next two weeks. You're not going to find it on the island. So I was like, okay, whatever. I just bought like four Mickeys of rum and then went home. <laughs> and so anyway, it was, it was fine. Apparently, like, whatever. If you have enough rum, you don't really need lube. But, um... So, <laughs> moral of the story. Yeah, no. Just need enough social lube. Exactly. But anyway, it was, it was really fun. It was great. Um, and uh, so then, but like on the fourth day, um, somebody that we've talked before about on the podcast, um, she was texting me, uh, my ex-girlfriend, basically, my other ex-girlfriend, um, more recent ex-girlfriend. We we text all the time, and so she like sent a smiley face or something, and. Um, I guess the girl that I was that I was with, um, she had looked at my phone to like check the time or something, and had seen this smiley face from my ex girlfriend, who she knew was my ex girlfriend, and she was I, totally like, "Let's see if I remember the code from looking at what he typed in." No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even have a code on. Like, I don't know. I trust people, and uh, which I shouldn't because I'm not a trustworthy person. I should, <laughs> I should not trust people at all. But um, so anyway, like she was very cold the entire day. <laughs> And I was just like, okay, I figured, I don't know, you spend four days with just one particular person. Of course, you're going to need some time by yourself. So like, we spent the day kind of not being together. And then we started getting drunk and playing foosball. And uh, I was kicking her ass, obviously. I'm a really good foosball player. Uh, she's pretty good, but I was beating her. And uh, I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and she was gone. And I had left my phone and my wallet and my drink on a table and I came back to somebody like picking up my wallet and my phone. I was like, hey, 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 no, like well, that's my shit. They're like, oh, sh- you just left it here. I'm like, well, I actually left it here with somebody. Like, don't touch it. And so I'm thinking, I'm like looking around. I'm like, maybe she went to the bathroom. And then I get a text from my, my Quebecois ex-girlfriend being like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, what do you, like, what? So I look at my text history and the girl that I was with in Cuba had texted her, I want to shit all over your tits and then fuck them. <laughs> and like, I was just like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. So I, I texted oh the Quebecois. I was like, um, okay, just hold on. Sorry about that. That wasn't me. Uh, hold on. So then I get a text from the girl that I was with in Cuba being like, hey, I'm at the beach. I think you're the, like, the biggest asshole on the planet. You're so fucking self-centered and I hate you. I'm at the beach if you want to come here and uh, whatever. So I go to the beach with like a gin and tonic. <laughs> like, uh, hey, so what's up? And she's like crying, like bawling her fucking eyes out, just being like, Buff, I, I don't know like what we're doing here. Like, why are we doing this? Like, what? This is so stupid. Like, why why can't I get my mind off you? And like, what? We're not going to get married or anything. And I, I just fucking hate you. And then like she She running. didn't say we're not going to get married or anything. No, that's she? exactly what she said. She's like, what's the point? We're not going to get married or anything. Like, why are we still doing this? It's oh, been God. fucking like seven years. Like, why are we still doing this? She was wasted, and so like she's running into the ocean, and then like I was just sitting there with a gin tonic, and then she'd like start laughing maniacally as she's like running around in the ocean. I'm like, okay, this is, she's fucking lost it. She is snapped. 
And uh, basically, I was like, I hey. wish we could tune into her podcast right mm-hmm. now, where she's telling the story. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I, I get her side of the story, and like she would come back, she'd just be like, I, like I just we're just like such horrible matches for people. Like you're just like you're just like you don't give a shit about anything, and that's why I love you is because you just don't care about anything. But that's because <laughs> I hate you. I hate you because of it. And you just talk. Me and Evan talk, have had this conversation talk, a few and times. Talk and talk, and you're just so annoying. But, and so I was like, well, okay. Um, she's like, I'm going back to the room. Like, if you want to come back, I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. So I slept on the fucking beach, and Whoa. we spent the next day not in contact at all. But we had fucking dinner reservations, so like, we ended up having dinner together. <laughs> and you didn't include that in the first time I heard this story, which makes it just that much better. Uh, it's, it's like that. So we had dinner, dinner reservations <laughs> at this fucking Italian place, and we went to dinner. And she was like, yeah, listen, I'm so really sorry. Like. I'm sorry about all that. I lost my shit. Like, I I don't know what happened. Like, whatever. So we went to, like, the little event where the Cuban dancers go up. And I meant to say something, like, really sweet and really, like, I don't know, like, pretending that I... Well, not pretending. Oh, God. But, like, showing her (laughs) that I understood where she was coming from. And what I wanted to say is that, like, hey, if you ever need to talk about anything, like, I'm here for you, you know? Like, if there's anything going on, like, I'm here. Like, I still am your friend. But what came out of my mouth was, if you ever need any help, (laughs) if you ever need any help, or, sorry, if you need help, if you want some help... Like you talk to me. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, you fucking asshole! What you think you're just because you like go to therapy that you're like above everything and blah blah." So like, anyway, it was just so fucking awkward, and we haven't really spoken since. And um, so yeah. rough. That was that. I don't know. I came back with a cool tan. So yeah, it's true, and lots of rum. Yeah, yeah. which I proceeded to spill in the park. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it was um, a great good. story. Yeah. Great anyway, story. That, that's the thing. Like, that's just really another fucking story. Good. Good, good for that, but whatever. Mm. I don't know. I'm going back this Christmas. Uh, thankfully, she's not in town, so I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> That's part. so wacky. Yeah. Anyway, that is. I didn't know the, um, the you dated in high school yeah. context. Yeah. High school sweetheart. So now that Evan's gone. Oh, no. There's a delay. We got the delay. And the only guy who can fix six it. Now that there's a delay, I can't talk for off. <laughs> Just blame oh it on the Lord. delay. Save us. It's okay, Evan pees really fast. Let's hope. Oh, we can time him. Wait, watch how fast <laughs> he pees. I know. Like five, four, three. But what if he's taking a shit and two, we all need to go take a shit at the same one. time? You'll have to like shit into the same bowl. <laughs> Ritual shitting. I can't I get over that. Up. I don't know why that's that. I can't even. No, it's too weird. Try to say a complete sentence. I can't even do it. I I know. That, Hello. that was kind of a complete sentence. Hello. <laughs> we got the delay That was really action. fast. Evan, thank Always. goodness. Every single time. It's, There's we a got, weird delay, bro. We have to like cut. Oh, a delay again? You need to fix it. Because mm-hmm. you... You niddled, you diddled the thing. What did you do? Did I diddle the jack? You bumped it when you left, and so now I. Yeah. Okay, oh, one second. We'll be back soon. Taking a break. And we're back. And we're back. Sorry for the technical delay. We have to fix this problem. I don't know what it is, but every like the last, the last three, three episodes, times it's happened. It's like 
Oh, oh no, there's a delay. Ha ha ha. Oh shit. Shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I like it. Speaking of shit, I have a really disgusting story to share. <laughs> Let's Good. hear it. If you guys want to hear it. Do you want to hear like. The night is poop, eh? Yeah, I so guess. far. <clears throat> this is like a pretty gross, embarrassing story. I'd pl- nice. take it over, man. Yeah. Um, so I work as a house painter. So I spend a lot of time in vacant apartments just by myself painting. And every so often I have to take Shitting. a shit. So sometimes I just go to the bathroom and take a shit. But this time I was in the middle. Okay, so st- uh, the prelude to this is I'm kind of like weirdly sort of orally fixated. I tend to like chew on things and like this just like very put things <laughs> in my mouth. This and is uh, like, the, the only person in the room not smoking a cigarette right now. Yeah. Just yeah. For, for context yeah. for the listeners. Very orally fixated yeah. without a cigarette. You're all no, no, but orally like, fixated is what one? I'm trying to say. No, I'm okay for now. But <laughs> if I have like, I don't know, one of those little rubber wristbands or like, I don't know, something, I'm, I'm like, we'll chew on it or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I tend to. And so one sort of gross habit I have is whenever I finish flossing, I'll just put the floss in my mouth and just sort of bundle it up into a ball. You're a fucker. Oh my god, that's so gross. It's pretty gross. It's, so I'm a disgusting human being. You, that's, just take this me as I am. This podcast is all about. This is just so. Okay, this is the grossest story that's ever happened to me <laughs> in like the recent past since I was like a young child. So, so this is something I do every so often, and it's never really caused any problems. But this last time, I, I, I had. You sort of like bundled the dental floss into my mouth and I'm just sort of chewing on it and just like as if it's a piece of gum I'm just like <laughs> and then I swallow my dental floss <laughs> wait uh, regularly? every once in a while no dude not I know where this is going this I know where so this is gross. fucking going man and it's, uh, did wh- why, how could you not predict throat? this? are you guys well, this is the grossest story yeah, like, I've had to that... do this with like my dog in plastic bags yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no God. this is me yeah. This, and I, and I had to do this with my cat my cat ate a piece of string once and it was just hanging out of his ass and my dad had to like take a piece of toilet paper and pull oh the string God. out of his out I wasn't my cat's even ass. expecting that I was like Oh, you had to pull it out of your throat, but no, no, this, this, oh, no. it's a shit story, Lord. This is a shit story. This is, this is, this is a shit story. I'm on the same wavelength. Okay, okay. so it took a while. So, I, I so anyway, that's just the prelude. So that's just the prelude. I'm painting away, making the walls look nice and beautiful and pretty, and I go to take a shit, and so I'm in the middle of shitting, and it's just like a normal day, normal, whatever. Mm, yeah, okay. And I'm just finishing up. The title and of this podcast right, wasn't enough for you. Right as I'm finishing up, my mom calls Could me. Could apply to so many things. My mom calls me. Like, I look at my iPhone, and it's like, bring mom is calling. <laughs> and my mom, I'm in the middle of wiping my ass, and my mom calls me on the phone. And you she's answer. like, and I answer. I'm like, okay. hey, mom, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and my mom is in the middle of this, like, really inspired moment in her life where she's just like, Andrew, I just Reciting need to, lines from I've just been like, you? I've just been like coming up with like rules to live by right now. And I thought I would pass them on to you as your mother. And I'm wow. like, and she's like, no, hello. So she says, hello. <laughs> hi. But like, she was like, and like, she had even talked to me earlier that day, but <laughs> anyway, so she's like, here's the th- important parts about like being a creative person. Like you, you gotta just like, you gotta like serve something bigger than yourself right now, <laughs> okay. okay? And just whatever it is, whether it's like a religious thing or or whether it's just like the art itself or or whatever. And it's like, and then she's like, the second thing is like mind, body, spirit. You have to respect all of them. You have to re- you respect your body, and you have to respect <laughs> sure. your mind. And she, so she's laying all these like 
spiritual life advice <laughs> things on me. Meanwhile, I'm in the middle of wiping my ass. And it's it's the the worst shit to be wiping my ass to because it's the dental floss shit and, uh, that I've never experienced before, but uh, I go to wipe no. my ass and one turd had fallen out, but it was strung <laughs> to the rest of it. Andrew. And it's and it's just hanging down. <laughs> I, I told you it was gross, and oh so I'm in the in the middle. So that means that when I go to wipe my asshole, the dental floss catches on my hand, picks up the hanging shit, and <laughs> smears it all over my hands and the toilet. And I look up and I'm like, "Oh crap! Oh no! There's shit all over the place." Meanwhile, my mom's like, "You just have to be full of spirit and health and everything." I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, totally, mom. I'm right there with you right now. Like, oh yeah, that's really inspiring. Thanks." And I'm just like, I'm shit everywhere. I'm just like, oh no. And so I like, and there's, and there's like no toilet. Like I'm the last of the toilet paper. No. So I had to like, no. just go and like sort of like turn the sink on with my elbow and no. to like rinse it off. No. And this is horrible. Meanwhile, my mom's like, you know, you just have to like serve something greater than yourself you right say, now. Uh, excuse me, mom. I'm a little busy. Um, no, because I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to. <laughs> How do you get out of that? So I just I just like cleaned up while I had my phone against my elbow. Yo, like that's this. really fucking dangerous, man. <laughs> elbow, yeah. You can really fuck up your insides like that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not funny. Uh, well, it's funny. I've stopped out. swallowing like dental all, floss like since you're then. You're pulling it out of your intestines. How long did it fucking take you to stop swallowing dental floss? Well, oh just God, that experience. Now it's done. What was this like this week? Like like a week and a half ago. Oh God! <laughs> I was yeah. saving that story for the podcast. That's good. <laughs> um, so yeah, don't, don't. Do yeah, that. no, I don't anymore. Okay, so don't judge me. I'm no, I'm not. Well, I, so, I, you're right. I'm judging you. You're right. You're so judgy right now. I'm so judgy. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, and I thought to myself, this is the funniest image ever. Just me with shit smeared hands, with my mom on the phone giving me insightful <laughs> spiritual <laughs> advice. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Wow. Wow. I'm just learning how to wipe my ass right now. Yeah, so. yeah I know you tried there. to teach me how to do this, but um, yeah. Did did, did, did oh. and and she had no idea that that was Have happening. No. Are you gonna well, tell? If she her? ever listens to the podcast. I'm never gonna tell her. Know. She'll have to find out about the podcast once it gets oh, my big and popular. God. Yeah, I can't say that's ever happened to me. No, <laughs> I've been trying to think of shit-related stories this whole oh, I time, and I don't so think I many. have any. Girls don't shit-related stories? Yeah, because I had, um, it's not that funny, but it's all very funny in retrospect. Okay. So I was, like, very sick for a while, um, and it was, like, mostly gastrointestinal stuff, mm-hmm. which is, like, the worst and also funniest thing to have to deal with, because, like, every aspect of it was just hilarious and, like, this, like, you know, it's, like, all those like metaphors about shit like really start to stick with you at a certain what point metaphors? you know like shit uh shit keep, keeping your shit together <laughs> um <laughs> like yeah. uh losing there, your shit yeah exactly the like bed. yeah there's a, a whole bunch of them but shitting like the bed. Um, the shit the fan. so basically i was like really shit the bed on this one <laughs> but one of my favorites was um was like bleeding internally so i'm like all right maybe i should go to the hospital so I go to the hospitals, like Quebec That's hospitals. That's one of your favorites. <laughs> it's funny in retrospect. Um, so I go, like, do the whole waiting thing, like, get bitched out at by this doctor who thinks I, like, drink too much. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't need your life advice right now. Like, 
this is just like he's a doctor you know it's well you know but it was just like i get it but like bear with me here um <laughs> okay but the, so i like have to like wait and do all these things and like tell all these people these things about like my shit and like my day-to-day life and um there's this <laughs> so i like go into like this special <laughs> room have you guys ever given a stool sample I've oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah, what a pleasure that must oh, be oh yeah but this was Analyzing so I go like into that. this room and like <laughs> doctor's like why it's all this dental floss <laughs> <laughs> are you like a but, dumb dog <laughs> <laughs> anyway but yeah, sorry. Um, this young like really young like clearly a med student doctor comes in and he looks so nervous and he's just like like all flustered because it's like you know like routine ER stuff you like probably deal with a lot of shit but like maybe not yeah. actually shit it's like oh no the it's the shit unit I'm nervous <laughs> um, and the thing he has to do is like stick a finger up my asshole <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like kind of laughing mostly because like he is so uncomfortable like tell he's just like was he cute? like not like a, a little not too much but he okay. was like you know very close to <laughs> the, my age and the just the like, thing is that he's just so nervous he's no like, exactly he's like shaking and like not really making eye contact i'm like dude like <laughs> this is gonna be like it's gonna be your day like, day honestly i'm fine with it, it like, i know it you too. have to do it so <laughs> let's get it over with <laughs> don't make eye contact right. <laughs> um so yeah so it was more just the experience of uh that i felt more sympathy for him so wait what did he say like oh well he was just look, like well it seems good yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I can get. Wait, why details, did he have to stick a finger in your ass, though? Uh, to test for more blood. Okay. It's like the easiest. Way. I don't know, man. Okay. Yeah, I guess how else are you gonna do it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I um, what happened? So that was fun. Um, I mean, immediately nothing too much. There was like only, you know, a, I you wasn't dying. Okay? Okay? I wasn't bleeding out. You know. You're cool. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I had to that figure was, out my ass. By a doctor. That, yeah, so it's like well, I've never done that. To have. Yeah. His name is Dr. Yeah. Ma. Was it just for fun or was it for... Yeah, I just went in and I was like, yo, man, I really need a finger up my ass right now. No, I've got a, a gastrointestinal disorder uh, called Crohn's. Hmm. Yeah, hmm, it's very pleasant. No, I... No, yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, finger up the butt. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, a full-on, like, uh, col- colonoscopy. Yeah, I had one of those, too. Yeah, those are really fun. Yeah. I tried to, to see stay the awake. inside of my rectum, which is like, you know what, That's man? Crazy. If any like we went to space, like, you know, the humans are great. Seeing the inside of your own rectum that's pretty up there. Man, yeah. I was talking about this with one of my coworkers at the clinics the other day. Um obviously came up in the context of cosmos, but just how, <laughs> you know, we are entire universes in and of ourselves and like thinking about space as a concept isn't necessarily even that much crazier than thinking about like the internal workings of your body or your mm-hmm. brain or mm-hmm. your mind mm-hmm. whatever it's just like it's just an idea you know it's not anything you've ever experienced and so it's just kind of on the same level there's a great ways. quote um and i believe that it's feinberg um who said it? And I'm gonna look this up just to make sure that I'm quoting the right person. Feynman. Uh, Feynman. You're right. Yeah, Richard Feynman. Richard Feynman. He's I amazing. believe that it's him. Um, a scientist. I've read his. I'm pretty memoirs. sure. I'll, I'll look it up. Surely look you're it, joking, Mister Feynman. No, I'll look it up after. And I'm sorry to anybody who actually knows who this is from. Um, 
but the, the the quote regardless of who said it i think is really important um and it is um i a universe of atoms and atom in the universe which is exactly what you said hmm. you know like it's yeah you yourself i mean are less than an atom in the, in the entire universe in the grand scheme yeah. and yet you're this entire universe of yeah, of, of atoms yeah. you know Scales, man. Scales. I love how we can just go from talking to like <laughs> shit all over ourselves. <laughs> really, just like really profound insights the of the universe. Of it all comes back to shit. It does. Um, I tried to stay awake during my colonoscopy because I I heard from people who got their they wisdom teeth out. They put you to sleep out. for it? Yes. Um, uh, but I heard from people who got their wisdom teeth out. They're like, oh, you kind of trip out. It's great. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stay awake for this. <laughs> so I tried so hard and I actually succeeded. But all I remember is like laying on the table and like orange triangles everywhere. And in the like background, the yeah. And in the background, what drugs? Someone going Masha, Masha, Masha. That's <laughs> all I remember. <laughs> is that like the name of the nurse? Like Masha, no, Masha no, from the Brady Bunch. The That's Brady like Bunch. the oh! thing. <laughs> Masha, Masha, Masha. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Wait, but what drugs did they give you? I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember. Nitrous oh. oxide. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Laughing. But games. I got my wisdom teeth though. They didn't give me anything. They gave me like a weak sedative and then like a local. <laughs> and then they just like my bashed my teeth out. That's you the thing, they used a rock yeah, and I have all mine. Yes, me too. I, mine too. I'm super I had a wise. tooth pulled one time and it was totally painless. I, the thing that freaked me out the most about it was the sound. The sound. And you, like you hear it. The, I think like, the like, worst part is the needle, <laughs> the freezing needle. The, the, no, the, I, don't, I hate I the freezing needle that. too. God, fuck. But the craziest part is like after the not being able to talk. After the local goes in, you don't really feel any pain, but you can still feel and hear. Yeah, and it so hurt. Feel it's just, but like really when I when they did when they did my wisdom teeth, uh, the, the the wisdom teeth were still under the gum. So the part I remember most was them with the scalpel, no, 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 like no. slicing <laughs> the gums. So it was like, uh, oh fuck you. And it didn't. It was so weird though because it didn't hurt. But I could yeah. feel it. Yeah, it's the, yeah. you know that's so bad. That's oh. so bad. Oh no, see, when God. I had my tooth pulled, it was like that. It was like it was above the, the gum, so they just pulled it out. But I could like feel all of the cracks as they were pulling it out of the root, and it was really cool. Actually, it didn't really hurt. It doesn't it hurt, hurt but at it's all. Just but so, it was it's so the bad. sound it was that so gets cool. you. Yeah, the sound. It was I really had cool. six teeth pulled. Oh my God! Why? My mouth feel? is apparently really small. I was one of those kids that had their canines like up, like up. Like all, like I had an entire row of teeth, and then my canines were still just like up there. I yeah. had no room to grow in. Oh God! And I had this dentist called Doctor Elbedrai, Doctor Elbedrai, and um, but it was weird because like I was allergic at this time. To I don't everything. know if I was, but I was allergic to latex. That was one of the things that I was supposedly allergic to, mm. and so I remember I'm going in for this latex. consultation. And the, the dentist was like, well, you know, like, the, this is still when latex allergies were fairly new. And he's like, well, like, we've got these, like, um, like plastic gloves. They're not really the easiest to work in. So I'd be willing to work without gloves uh, if you'd like. And I was like, no, don't, no, don't put your fucking bare hands in my mouth. That's like, that. that's just so fucking gross. I don't want to have to experience that. Ugh, ugh, God. Uh, it was actually it was weird though like the the memories that i have of going to the dentist are all associated with like i was living in a really small town at the time called athabasca it was like four thousand people and so i remember going like edmonton was the city <gasps> so like we're like okay we're going into the city like we can get some mcdonald's because we don't have mcdonald's in our town like this is the city wow. it was so weird 
and just like I, I remember going there as a kid and thinking he was so huge going to like the dentist's office and stuff and just like I don't know it, it's weird I don't know if you have memories of like going somewhere as a kid and then going there as an adult and realizing just how not big it is you know yeah totally I went to uh, I went back to this town um, I was working um, I was working this IT job where uh, for a natural gas company and what I would part of the job was to go uh, drive around to all these different branches of the natural gas company around the province and like uh, do computer maintenance for them and so one of the places that I had to go back to was my hometown and so like I'm you know I'm on the clock I'm driving there and uh, I get there to get to this office and I swing by my old house and uh, behind my old house uh, was like this playground and this skating rink and I just remember in my mind everything I would look up at everything you know I would look up and I would see the top of the fence and I would look up and I would see the top of the slide but then you know when I was like 22 years old I was looking down at it it was like this completely warped perspective like everything had shrunk you know when it was just me who had gotten taller but everything was just so much smaller it was was ridiculous Hmm. so anal what how about it like what, what do you mean? Like, how do we Ever feel done about it? it? Like, anal, anal what? <laughs> sex. Oh, anal, oh! Um, I've never had anal sex. Me neither. Interesting. Oh, I have. It's I've cool. put my finger in my own ass. Yeah. And I, I once, we I once, this last I, time. I, I, once <laughs> I once put a finger in a, in a girl's ass. That's as far as I've gone. Yeah, I've had... Aside from the last <laughs> the <doctor>. story, <laughs> I've had, yeah, someone, you know, the finger's nice. <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's just like, well, here's, like, it I, feels where like else are we going to go? I don't know. Really? I, I like it. Um, Everybody likes to poo. Yeah. I can't say that I have a ton of experience with it, but. I've heard some bad good. stories that has scared me off of it. Okay. Or like you shit Steph, the bed. No. <laughs> I just, I just never Steph. have had it. Steph I had uh-huh. wrote an article um, all about why girls should only have anal sex for vice. Wait, are you talking about Kara Crab? I read that article. Wait, no. Mm, Wait. Well, maybe then Steph wrote the reply, but there were two that came out at the same time, which were like, there, one remember, was like, why a girl should only have anal sex, and the other one was like, why a girl should never have anal sex. <laughs> and there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read an article like that on Vice. Yeah. And the number one reason not to have anal sex is just because you would like involuntarily shit all over your like bathing suit. <sighs> just well, shit beforehand. Kind of. No, but like... The, it, just because it loosens up the control, butthole? You know, like, yeah, it, there's that, and like... It just like moves stuff around, you know. <laughs> like, it's stuff's like, gonna okay. come out. It's just gonna leak. Like, oh. I've just never had the like <laughs> motivation. Like, I, like, it's not even part of my like sex drive or whatever. Right. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to put it in your ass. Like, I, I, that never occurs to me. I'm just like, mm. there's this beautiful other thing right here that is sort of designed for it. <laughs> And that is is so fleeting no. in and of itself that I'm just like I'm just gonna savor this right now. No, it's true. Like maybe it's I don't true. have enough sex that I'm like fuck it. Well, yeah, no, I want to put it in my ass. No, well, I, it's just like it's, it's like this weird taboo context. thing. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, so yeah. There you that's go. the thing. Yeah, it's only it been like matter, when I'm in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. It's never like the first time I meet somebody. I'm just like, well, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. To go, oops. Pfft. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to cue in a whole bunch of inappropriate sound effects So my thing with anal as a girl, though, is that as a man having anal, it stimulates the prostate gland. So it's like meant to be pleasurable. Right. Whereas a woman, it's like there has to be a lot of other stuff going on. Definitely. You know, like, but it can facilitate it like, other stuff going on. That's Think about it, Liz. The biggest sex organ you know? is your brain. Oh my god, that's true. I mean, true, that's true. But so, no, I don't know. I I think it's your skin because <laughs> that's the not biggest. That's the biggest organ. Everybody. The most powerful sex organ then is okay. your brain. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I've had anal sex with a girl, and mm-hmm. like they've been able to come just through anal sex, which is like doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, you hear these stories of people that's being well, able to no, come isn't without, it, like isn't touching it like, any part of their body. You know, like. Your brain can do some pretty incredible things. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any more pleasurable than regular sex. Like, I, you can come without being touched, but exactly. that doesn't That doesn't mean, make it any better. Yeah. Good yeah John like, Frusciante has said he's had ejaculations just by playing guitar. I believe that. Well, he's Look probably on a lot on of heroin. Mm, yeah. Or he was. Those fucking videos of him are so creepy. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Maybe. They did like this in-depth interview with him at like the depth <laughs> of his heroin addiction, and he's like this crazy monster who's like living in his like oh, oh yeah I just like to play <laughs> and he looks like a fucking zombie. It's crazy. Really? Look it up on YouTube next time. It's fucking nuts. Huh. It's so dark. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Those those stories don't make me want to try heroin any less. Mm. You know I, I know. kind of want <laughs> be like a good way to die. I was yeah. Totally. The thing that scares me about heroin is like what junkies have said is like it makes you stop caring about everything. Yeah, like yeah. that's how good it is. It's like the re- everything else in your life it like doesn't matter. Well, anymore. and as soon as you get yeah, if you get sober afterwards, it's like nothing compares to it. So you're always just like I, already already ever I know it's better to be sober, <laughs> but man, nothing is is good. like no. what. And what what the other thing is like um, on uh, DVD ASA, Asa mm-hmm. talks about because she was addicted to oxy for a while, and she she says that. The feeling that you get from that, from that like opiate high, yeah. it's like it's like being in love. Like that's the feeling. Mm. It's like that's how, that's that level of happiness. To love. Yeah, yeah, addicted to love or addicted to being in love or addicted to being loved. I think that. But it's like that's the feeling that you get. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I've I haven't taken a lot of downers. That's the thing. Like I've I've done oxys. You know, and I've done like, you know, T4s and morphine and all that shit. And it's like, eh, okay. I'd rather be drunk. Like, if I'm taking it down, I'd rather be drunk. It's the uppers that, those are the ones that get me, man. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, MDMA, cocaine, like, all that kind of stuff is like, it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, they're the party drugs. They're exactly. Like, Let's exactly. party. And I think that's the thing. And like, like I, people who are addicted to oxys and heroin are like functional people in their lives. Right. And they like, uh, they just like being high. They just right. like that relaxed state that it puts them in. You know, I, that's my guess. I don't know. I've never been. A, I, I did T fours when I got my wisdom teeth out, and I fucking aced my circular motion <laughs> physics test. <laughs> I was what? like, I wrote a physics <laughs> test while on my T fours, and I haven't done as well since. And it was a multiple choice. I'm just like, I don't know the answer. Sometimes being I'll come back. I'll mind. come back to it later. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. it's so cute. And then I realized, like, man, all of these tests I've written are complete bullshit because I'm just stressing myself out. Oh, exactly. Right. Honestly, I feel way better starting a service shift if i've smoked a little weed before 
Yeah, it's incredible. just a little, just, just a, a little. little. Yeah. Not like so that I'm so stoned, but just that, that I'm perfectly relaxed and like I have so much more fun. I can. Yeah. You just have like a little bit of perspective where you're just like, mm-hmm. this is just silly. Yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like just playing. Instead of when you're sober, you're like, oh, this is fucking serious business right now. Oh god, give me fifty plates around. Oh crap. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like that's what I think. Like regardless of whether you smoke weed or not, I think like the most important thing that like I don't know. Liz and Lauren and I work together. Liz, you and I a little bit less, but Lauren and I like we work together pretty well For more often. Time. We used to work yeah. together more often, but um, the idea that like you see some people who I think it's important to take your job seriously. That's yeah, really important. Take it seriously. Like this you is your job. You're earning money for dicking it. Around, right. Like but what I think is like really just unfortunate is some people allow it to bleed into the rest of their life. You know, as opposed to saying, "Okay, I'm me." When I'm at work, I still hope to be me, but everything that happens here is just, it's just, it's just work, yeah. you know? If somebody fucking yells at me, if I fuck up, whatever, it's just work. And when I'm off the clock, then I can forget about it. But yeah. what sucks is like some people don't separate that, you know? And like they take things so fucking personally. Like in, in service industry in particular, it's like somebody, you know, you get a bad customer. Like, who cares, man? They don't give a shit about you. Why would you give a shit about them? Like, who cares? Just let oh, it fucking... Oh, it's an important lesson to learn. For roll sure. off your shoulder. Well, and you, I don't know. I, I'm i taking a human resource management class right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the slides that was at the very beginning of the course and that the instructor elaborated on a lot, and that really stuck with me. I know I've told you about this already, Liz. But um, I was just talking about, like, the role of human resources. And all the slide says is... Good judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment. Uh And it's like, yeah, you have to, sometimes you have to have those shitty experiences to like make you wake up and realize like, this is just a job. Oh, I shouldn't eat dental floss. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, that's what wisdom is. It's learning through bad judgment (laughs) and gaining experience and, you know, makes things a little more human, puts things into context. That that makes me feel a little bit bad that, like, I have so many of these stupid stories. It's like, you'd think... You know, you've learned a lot more than you think you have, though. You have to keep that in mind. No, I feel, it's no, like, I feel like I've learned a lot, but I, I, I feel like... I, sometimes I don't know it's really hard to appreciate like, how far you've come yeah. until something like smacks you in the face. You know, like yeah. you see something Hopefully like a time capsule or, yeah. Well, I've been smacked in the face a few times. <laughs> but just something that like jolts you and, and you're like, oh yeah, I was so different <clears throat> yeah. then. Yeah. Okay, like so he, he, I, love, I love stories where you just shit all over yourself yeah, <laughs> either so metaphorically or literally in like a loving way you're like that's who I was then can I tell you okay. a really awesome story about Please, another shit story, story? Man. Mm-hmm. okay uh, so thankfully this has nothing to do with me I got to experience this in the, in the house that I was talking about um, my wall so like my the bed manor. was against a wall the you know you're sleeping in your bed and your head is against a wall that wall was um, on the other side of that was my other roommate uh, let's call him Dan that's his name. Uh, <laughs> so the I got manner. to experience this through like the hearing it through the other side of the wall. And so we had, um, he, I had party the night before he had gone to the show, uh, of a band called Delhi to Dublin, really cool electronic slash folk group. So like electronic music, but with, um, like uh, a live violin player and like just fucking awesome, like rappers and just a really great group. So, I woke up the next morning to what the fuck 
what the fuck? And I'm just hearing it. I'm like, oh, Dan, again. Like, it, the, the, he would, oh, this is not lots of screaming. This wasn't an abnormal character. thing. Just, just, just an angry what person. What the fuck? What the, f- not an angry person. Just like, <laughs> things, like, things happened to him a lot um, okay. by his own doing. Uh, and so anyway, so like, I hear, what the fuck? What the fuck? Adrian, 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 get in here. Your cat shit all over my computer. And so then I hear like footsteps. Adrian's walking to Dan's room. And then I hear Adrian just burst out laughing like, Dan, my cat cannot shit like that. What are you talking about? And then Dan just bursts into laughter. At this point, I'm like, okay, I got to see what the fuck's going on. Oh my on. God. So I walk out in my bathrobe into, into Dan's room. I guess what had happened is that Dan came home so fucking drunk that he must have imagined that he was on the toilet or something. <laughs> And his laptop computer was on the floor <laughs> next to his bed, and he had shit on his own computer into his open laptop. He had like I just imagining him like picking up his and he was like, "This is a toilet bowl." But I imagine just him in the morning like picking up his closed laptop. <laughs> it wasn't he, closed; it was open. Oh, it was open. Yeah. But I just imagine like, "Oh, I'm gonna check Facebook right now," and then you just open it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it it's was like open. smeared. He shit. just sees his oh. news feed and is like, "Well, this is where I need to shit right now." <laughs> It's like, fuck yeah. these kitty photos. Yeah. <laughs> I hate pets. Oh god! But no, so like, I guess he had like le- somehow. I mean, I'm impressed that he like he at least <laughs> he got it shit on the keyboard. Over That's his bed And shit. <laughs> and obviously he was drunk as fuck, so it wasn't a solid shit. And then just like I remember, like I had so gone gross. somewhere and then came oh back god. and the Dan was just fucking scrubbing his wait. computer with a toothbrush, oh getting the poo god. out of the keys. So how often does that happen gross. at the Apple Store, where like people bring so in? Gross. computers that uh, have shit or piss not, on them well piss yeah I've seen the piss thing but not poo Lord. but I've definitely seen piss okay seen and they're piss. like I don't know my cat like oh yeah exactly. <laughs> I actually had a guy come in who admitted like yeah I got really drunk and threw a beer can at my computer that's why the screen's broken I know it's oh, not covered no. but I need a new one I've never been that drunk that I lose control of like my excretion <laughs> no me neither I've never pissed myself no, I've I have. never shit myself you've peed I, yourself I peed myself yeah it did I was in res it was like really really nice the girl across the hall from me that I was um, I was good friends with It was the so time. nice. I have peed myself, no, it but it's not, I've never I been drunk at the time. really hammered. I was like, guys, keep in mind, I was 18 years old. Like, this is the first time I was, like, partying at McGill right. in residence. And the yeah. girl across the hall from me was, like, my good friend. And I remember, like, she put me into the bathroom stall and, like, pull, pulled down my pants for me. I was already, like, pissing myself and sat me on the toilet seat and made That's sure nice. that I was, like, okay before she put me to bed. It was so nice. <laughs> It was so nice. Aw. It sucked. But, you know, 18 years old. Bad judgment. When I was 18, that leads to good judgment. Exactly. When I was 18, um, I had moved out, and I was working at this bistro and uh, called Fresh Start Bakery. But it was a bakery and bistro. And so we had this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> it's true uh why is that that funny <laughs> i don't know why that's funny just anyway. the way you said it okay well, <laughs> but it was a bistro. bistro but it was a bakery and bistro <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway so we went to this like we had a uh, staff christmas party and there was this one baker that i was like so into party. and a christmas party <laughs> And uh, there was this one baker I was really into, and uh, so I was like, okay, so this is gonna be like the ninth that I take her home. Like I got my own place. Man, hot great. bakers are baker so hot. I was really into yeah, Kathy Daler. She had uh. such nice buns. <laughs> 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 
anyway no, um, so that. we went to this uh we went bowling for like our christmas party so like we had staff bowling, bowling. and i like the alcoholic that i'm willing to admit that i am brought uh like a flask of everclear uh, Everclear is, is 95% grain alcohol. That you so, like mix with Gatorade. No, vodka. I was just drinking it. It like hurts to drink. How do you drink that straight? Because I thought I was so fucking oh, cool. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was drinking it. And um, so during the night, I was like, okay, shit, I'm getting pretty drunk. Like, I'm th- okay, I'm just going to have some pop. And so, like, I started <laughs> pouring myself some pitchers of Coke. What I, didn't, what I didn't realize is that the, the Coke too. was already spiked. And, uh, so I remember bowling and then nothing. And so th- this is kind of leading off your, your friend helping you to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. What my friends helped me to do <clears throat> was I guess I had gotten home and I woke up. They helped you shit on your no, computer no, no. screen. <laughs> <laughs> my nickname is Dan. No, I woke up in my boiler Dan room. Man. I woke up in my boiler room on a yoga mat and I just woke up and like... I looked around for a Dammer second, dog. and the first thing I saw was my Xbox. My Xbox in the boiler room. I was like, "Why is my Xbox in the boiler room?" And I looked, and I kind of followed the cords up from the Xbox to a TV that they had moved into the boiler room. And on the TV was gay porn. And so they had put me in the boiler room, moved the Xbox and the TV into the boiler room, and put a DVD of gay porn on the Xbox to play on the TV. Who had a DVD of gay porn? We, are, as a Christmas tradition, we got each other gay porn so that like... <laughs> the manor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just kind of like Sounds a Sounds like a, a very tradition. experimental time. Well, no, it, it wasn't that. It was because we knew that like people would pass out all the time. So like the gag that we would play is like when somebody passed out, we would put a gay porn DVD on the, on the television and then, and then take a scream photo. at them. And then they would wake up and just see a guy like nine inches deep in another guy's throat. And so, yeah, I woke up being like, wait, what? Oh, okay, gay Oh, shit. Wait, I was supposed to be... Supposed to be with this girl, and so she had fallen asleep in my bed by herself. And we both had to work the next day, so I drove her to work the next day. Just like, so, um, how was your night? It's like, good. I could totally tell that, like, she had thought it was gonna happen too, and like, like, we're both kind of looking forward to it. And I just totally made a fool of myself, just like, gotten so drunk and ended up in my own boiler room watching gay porn. So close, but so far. <laughs> Not even so close. Just so far. Just so far. Yeah, that's Another what my classic. friends do. They don't put me on the fucking toilet. They put me in a boiler room. With gay porn and <laughs> gay an Xbox. Porn. And an Xbox. Well, that was the only way they could play the gay porn. Should we uh, maybe do a little testing of our scruples? Mm. Yeah. Hey, yes, I yes. was promised some scruples yes, you're right. this night. Okay, I'm really so, intrigued by this. So, um, Andrew and I have already worked our way through the list of available scruples online. There's got to be more. There's got to be more, yes. But I think that we can, I don't know, we're creative enough to develop our own questions. Do you have one, by the way? Like ready? Well, it looks like you got something ready. I could, I could, I could come up with one. This is one that um, uh, I think it's from the actual game. Okay. But it's, okay, so. <clears throat> okay. You're at a party. Right. You're you. The party's a big snooze. <laughs> Do you spike the punch knowing that with what? With alcohol. Knowing that there might be This is a horrible scruple. Forget it. I don't know. Yeah, even that, wanna, that one's kinda boring. That's horrible. 
That's um, not like a, a position that you'd be forced into, you know? Like, if you're like, this sucks. I've got a Mickey in my <clears throat> wallet. Okay. I guess. Okay, okay, okay. Here's here's the, here's the scruple. Let's okay. see if I can get this straight. Okay. That sounds fun. Um, you, okay. You... Okay, your Andrew. best. Okay, your your your. Okay, this is this is an acquaintance of yours. Okay, sure. Has AIDS, <laughs> oh, and and you have the power. This is like you have this special secret power to. I'm not. No, no. You know. Never mind. This no, is totally yeah, disingenuous. No, no, no. Come on. Okay, fine. Now. You have the sec- You have you have this ability to. Uh, you know, this one actually doesn't even make any sense because. Come okay, on. fine. We'll play along. Um, okay, fine. I have an you have the ability to, if you give this guy a blowjob, oh, that was going to be mine. You can suck the AIDS out of his dick <laughs> and get them. And no, no, no. You can AIDS? spit it out, and, okay. and then that's done with. However, everyone will find out that you suck this guy's dick, and no one will believe you that it's an AIDS retrieval okay. cure but have, you know that answer. like it's absolutely 100 certain that you will cure this person yeah AIDS. okay i have my answer me, me too. too i'm gonna i'm gonna guess you all say yes yeah yeah for sure i wouldn't give yeah. a fuck if anybody okay else believed it. valiant effort you have there one? would still be people like questioning that um let's hear it Lauren. mine was gonna be a little bit more risque oh that's um, what we're going for Remember the title of this podcast, but that's three that points for me right there. Yeah, you got three points. Another, but he, okay, it's another blue here's 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 a rule I'd like to introduce. Okay, if everyone, because this is when we get into like making up questions territory. Right, right. If the other three parties challenge the question as a bullshit question, you 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 lose. Okay, you, you okay, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. All right, mine is um, kind of related to the one we were talking about the other night, Andrew. Um, where you're like not really into this person but you know that if you keep going along with it like you have sex with this person you'll get something that you want it could be anything <laughs> anything I know it's it's a broad what like a million dollars like what <laughs> yeah you could get, you could get <laughs> okay I don't know this person is a position of power they're such a genie. that Okay. Maybe. Maybe they're a genie. They can grant you a wish. Oh, I thought of a really good wish today. But anyway. <laughs> they can grant you a wish. <laughs> I'll come back to that later. Okay, okay. They can grant you a wish or... Yeah, so you could you could basically have anything you want. You could... They could grant you a wish or you could, like, have the apartment of your dreams or... I feel like that falls into the wish category. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like, it's really anything that you're... You can think of. It's like something you really, really want... You're not that into this person. The thing like, you want most in life. It doesn't have to be. So it can you're just asking be like something you really want. If you'd have a sugar daddy. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be a one-time thing. Like it doesn't have to be a long-term commitment. It can just be like a one-time thing. Would you do it, even though you're do really what? not into this person? Would you like have sex with this person? I have my answer. Even though you're not really that into it. Would you break? But their wait, 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 no, no, no. It has to it's, be more specific. It's not I think. emotional. It's okay. just like something you want. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, like I said, like genie. It could be anything. It could be like your dream job or your dream apartment or like the opportunity to do something really cool that you really wanted to do. Like, say this person has like, like a 
pass to something you really want to go see or like that you couldn't answer. afford or you know and you you're not that into them no you're just like but if you fuck them they will give you something that you yeah, really want exactly okay but i mean I'm, i i kind of almost challenged this question why yeah because i feel it's kind of but i feel like the answer you know what we're gonna say I'm gonna challenge that. You know, you know. What we're well, gonna you say. knew what we were all gonna say last time. Drew, I, I didn't. I introduced the rule after <laughs> I asked my question. Exactly. <laughs> that was not fair. That was pretty sly. I'll forfeit my points. Whatever. Okay. My problem with this question, though, is like, what are the m- emotional repercussions on this well, person? Like, I'm are you gonna like devastate their heart so much that yeah. they like w- yeah. want to die? No, that's then the that's thing. Like they're really into. Oh, okay. They're, okay. they're like in caveat. love with you. They, yeah, they're like, really into. Oh, okay. They like really like. You. This is okay. This is related to the question that we were talking about at Blizzards on Monday. Um, but the about, beauty of that question is it's so specific. It's but like, no, it's not. Remember, we like interpreted the shit out of that question. The question that we were talking about on Monday night was if this person that you don't really like asked you to dinner at a restaurant you really wanted to try. Okay, see, that's a better question. Would you go? That's a better question. Okay, fine. Then that's the question. But huh. the thing that Andrew and I were debating was like, is it a date? Is it like... It's like a coworker that no, you yeah, don't you really gotta like, but that it could be. It could, no, that but like that's that was the question. The question literally was: someone you don't really like at, invites you to dinner at a restaurant that you really want to try. Uh-huh. Um, do you go with them, even though you don't really care for them as a person? Do you go with them just for the for to try the dinner? And so oh, the things that we answer. debated were like: are they paying? Does like, are they matters? paying? And is it a date? Is it a date? Okay, so define that in the question. Because then I'd, but I'd then like you want to do different. all of the possible permutations, right? You want to be like, so this person like is gonna pay, but it's not a date. This person is gonna pay, but it is a date. Okay, well define this the question then. Not gonna pay, so but they it's pay a date. and it's a date. But you know what? That's the but beauty. That's you know what? That, no, that's the beauty of the question. It does. Exactly. It's, it's it ambiguous. Say. It's ambiguous. I so someone didn't you don't really like it as a date scenario, and I was like, no, I wouldn't go. Somebody, it's just somebody you don't really like. But yeah, invites you. you don't really like. So you don't, you don't know if it's a it's date. Open. Maybe they just want to be friends with you. Maybe, but like you don't really like them. Doesn't that change it? It's, yeah, it's but that's un- how you got to define the question. It's, it's unclear, but that's that's the beauty of the question because it's unclear whether it's a date or not, right? Right. So okay. they just ask somebody who's just like, "Hey, do you want to go have dinner with me with this place? I'll, I've got I got free. I'll pay for answer. it." No, but answer. like, what if they aren't paying for it? Still have my answer. Oh, interesting. You would do it, I believe. You got to guess the other people first. I'm not going to reveal my answer. Are you, is well, that is that your Andrew question now? Andrew said no. Yeah, that's my question. Um, Liz, I think, would say yes. Was she right? She was right. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, I'd go. <laughs> and Evan and Andrew, you already said but no. But I usually I'm make wondering. it clear in that circumstance that it's not a date. Really? Yeah. It's like, right, I exactly. try to make my feelings you know, known. Like, we're just going out to have a good time. Because I, I am a firm believer that... You should be able to go out and have a good time with people and not have, and not have to have sex. Did I say no to that? I think you did. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, okay. Would you say no now? Wait, Liz, it's your turn. You have to ask a scruple before oh, Evan okay. goes to the bathroom. Yeah, well, ask real quick. I, I can't think of one that okay. fast, so. Okay, think of one. All right. <laughs> While Evan's tinkling. Okay. He's a quick tinkler. We know this. He's got like a fire hose going on over there. Yeah. Also, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom, so... That kind of makes it a little bit longer of an experience for 
Wait, why? Because you have to like let it dry? Yeah. Drip dry. There's Whoa. no toilet paper. It sucks. You just like blow? Like. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. Drip dry? Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I know. Weird things you take for granted being one gender or sex or another. You know what, you though? Know, like, like I feel operates. like like being uncircumcised, my dick smells pretty bad after a while. That's gross. So I'm just saying, like, it's comparable. Liz, have you thought another scruple yet? No, I'm really... Mm. <laughs> no, I keep going on tangents. Um, no, I understand. Okay, I have one that might okay. not be a scruple. Okay. <sighs> because of the drip factor, that's what I was getting at. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> you can have sex with a goat, <laughs> and no one will know. This is already off to a good start. Or you cannot have sex with a goat and have everybody think that you did. What would what would you do? Yes, being fuck the goat. No, being. I guess this is this is more of a like would you rather question. Yeah, not a scrupulous question. It's not very scrupulous. So, but but in any case, would you rather? No, have, so so it's like okay, you you have to fuck a goat, or so would and you no rather would, would you rather have to f- have sex with a goat, but no one would know about it, or? Have everybody think that you have sex, had sex with a goat, but not actually do it? It's a horrible question. It's a great question. I think it's a pretty good question. I'm just questioning whether it's good, like, podcast material. (laughs) (laughs) Let's circumvent any kind of real response to this question, because it's too weird. Uh, I would probably have sex with a goat. Yeah, I think I would too. How fucked up is that, though? How fucked up is that? It's really I, fucked up. I, like, I, I, fuck, you don't want everyone to think... Like, Can you imagine the shame that you would have to walk around with every single day if everyone thought that you were a goat fucker? Yeah, but also think about the shame you'd have to walk around with every single day if you had no. sex with a goat. Yeah. Even nobody if nobody knew, knew about I wouldn't it. think I wouldn't, about it. I wouldn't sleep I would with the goat. Of course you'd think about it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You would, I would just suppress this, this, Here's the, the thing, though. If I, if I had memory. Memory. Like the square eyes on the goat. No, I would suppress that memory so hard. It'd be like it never happened. I wouldn't even dream about it. Here's the thing, though. If I fucked a goat, I'm such an oversharer that I would fucking tell the story on the podcast that everybody would know if I fucked a goat. That goat, and guess what? It had fucking floss in its asshole the whole time. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously Andrew fucked it in the ass. Well, duh. No, I just made it eat dental floss first so I could pull it out. <laughs> yeah, like that's so dangerous. Um, like not just the fact that like it. it I, I don't know. I feel like it could. Like I don't know. Like wrap around your internal organs. Yeah, and stuff. I was scared of falling asleep with headphones because I thought I'd fucking choke. I like, know. Let alone Me too. eating dental floss. So I know I thought of a question. Yes. Okay. I don't know how good it yes. is, but we'll test it out. So your friend gets arrested for something really stupid and you were there, but you weren't involved. Um, and I don't know exactly what circumstances would be, but there's a circumstance where like, if you confess to being like partly involved, you will get some charges, but they won't be very much, and your friend will get like uh, way less charges. Right, and like so, it won't be good for you, but it'll be a lot worse 
or like a lot less worse for your friend right do you come forward and, and you say weren't you were, involved but at you all. weren't actually you were there but you weren't involved so you have to lie and say you were involved in a minor way and get okay. some charges I have, I have a better way to describe okay. this yes. or sorry i don't want to say better but like so um a cop pulls you, your car over you're mm-hmm. in your in the car with a friend and there's uh two quarter bags of marijuana yes oh shit that both belong to your friend. Mm-hmm. They both belong to your friend. So, do you say they're not mine? Both of those are him, or do you say one's mine, one's his? So you both get an equal. Here's equal, the, but less. Here's here's the key question, though. Are you smoking his weed? That is a good. That's that is an important. Are you factor. both stoned at the time? That'll change. I don't know, Liz. Okay, so I'm going to okay. So how I I will phrase this is um so you're so you're in a car with your friend and your friend is driving and it's his weed in the car and you're both high from and the from that weed from yeah. that weed um but because he's the one whose car it is I don't know if this is true or not. That's no, I the only think, problem. Yeah, I think it's up like, to them, you know. Like, yeah. um, but, like, the charges will be worse for him than if you take the blame as the passenger. Right. So do you take the blame? Okay, okay. So what do you get? See, this, uh, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the cop comes up, you don't know what the fuck. You don't know the law. Like, where what are you? you? It could dramatically influence the outcome. Okay. I have my answer. You've both been smoking the weed the whole time. Yes, that's the And the cops both, pull you over yeah. and they're like, yo, we found his fuckers, fucking guy's weed right here. Um, okay. I'm I have born. my answer. Mm, I don't. Mm. I think it would depend heavily on the severity of the situation for me. We don't know. You the don't cops know what, just yeah, exactly. approach the car. You don't know what the okay, fuck Okay, well, it I've is. been in that situation before, and what I've done before is I've taken equal blame. Well, don't well, tell you shouldn't us your have answer. said that. That's, that's the like, whole point that's of the game. That's not really an answer. One okay, way or okay. Another, just, right? Okay. It's like, You're I'm just giving her a hint. It's like, would, would you do it again? Okay, I see. I see. Blame wholeheartedly. All right. I have my answer. Uh, I have my answer. Yeah, me too. You have to guess. I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> staring you all us. down. Yeah. Um, no. Yes. No. You're right. Fucking yeah. on point. Damn. Hey, 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 shit. Good one, shit. Okay. I would love to be the guy who says, I'll take the blame but I in the moment no, i know myself i wouldn't do, I wouldn't do it um like, i would let my friend take the blame fuck it. i don't want to not be able to leave the country yeah. i don't know what's gonna happen like, to me no i wouldn't Scoop i think goals. i'm just so concerned about other people's opinions of me or maybe i'm just yeah, a nice person i can't maybe. tell there's also like some camaraderie in it all exactly. you know it's like well, we're it both going down depends together. on your own situation and like yeah. Whether you have a criminal record, whether it's yeah. really going to be a big deal for yeah. you or not, like whether you get kicked out of school. For yeah, it. exactly. If you get deported for that shit, you don't want to oh deal God. with it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's different for every person in a different exactly. situation, but yeah. I don't know. The beauty I of scruples. I went to. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but this music festival called Shambhala that I've been to. Shambhala is like a huge thing. It's it's amazing. 
and um, on uh, on our way out there, we got to like the we're gonna be there in like uh, half an hour. Let's have a celebratory blunt in the car, and so we lit up this huge blunt. And maybe five minutes later, we get to this police check stop. I'm driving. Um, most of the weed is mine. Uh, oh, this and is so real we stopped. No, yeah, it's, it really fucking happened. So we stop, and uh, the cop uh, the cop rolls down the window, or I roll down the window, and the cop's like, "Hey, uh, so um, just the first thing he said. So uh, where's the marijuana?" Whoa. And nobody else in the car is saying anything. Like we're all just fucking. We're all high. We're all tired. We've been driving for thirteen hours. And I was like, "Excuse me." He's like, "Where's the marijuana?" I'm like, "Uh, what marijuana?" He's like, "I can smell marijuana." I was like, "Oh, we uh, I was so fucking dumb." I was like, "Uh, we we picked up a hitchhiker and he like he was smoking marijuana in the car and like, and the cop was just like, "Listen, I know you're smoking weed." You're going to get in a lot less trouble if you just tell me where the weed is and give me the weed. I don't want to have to arrest you. I know where you're going. Tell me where it's at. And so all of us, I was like, okay, sure, here it is. And so like, I reached under the seat and grabbed my little bag of weed. Little did he know, I actually had the rest of it stored in my spare tire. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I gave him the weed. My other friend gave him the weed. And he's like, psych, I say that to everybody. <laughs> no, no. What, what he actually ended up saying was up. hilarious. After we gave it all to him, it was funny because like, as soon as I saw the cops, I instantly put on my glasses because I feel like if I'm ever dealing with cops, glasses are very important to feel like, to, to pretend that you're like not yeah. a bad person. I was like, this has never happened to me before. I'm sorry. He even said like... You guys don't look like the kind of people who are like who who've ever done this before, but um, the last thing he said was, "Don't bring drugs in here. They got better stuff on the inside." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, Good thanks, officer." Know. Wait, can I uh, snag one of my friend's stories and tell it now? Because it's yeah, brilliant. yeah, this is what it's all about. Um, so Dan, um, I think you've heard this story before, um, but our friend Dan has a story of like. He and his friend just like took a ton of acid, acid one day. Yes, I, love I this think story. they were somewhere in London. I'm really bad at telling it. So um, glad you're the one yeah, <laughs> they're like wandering around, like super high, like kind of having a rough time. Um, and where at, is this? In somewhere in London. London. Okay. Um, they're on acid. And like on a lot of acid, like you know, to the point where you start disconnecting from reality. Um, and at one point, they get separated. And so my friend Dan goes off and like this other direction and his friend is like somewhere in a park alone freaking out and so he finally gets to the point where he calls the police he picks up the phone being like hi i'm like really high in this park on acid like oh, i really need yeah. help like could you please come but then at some point you know after he hangs up he wanders away <laughs> and somehow our friend dan like probably looking for his friend and up back at this park and like gets a call on the payphone and picks it up and the guy's just like are you the guy in acid right now and oh, he's no. just like instantaneously like <laughs> freaking How out what the he's like he's like who is this yeah, who yeah. is this he's like it's the police oh, my God. <laughs> just being like in that moment um i think there's more to the story but that was the oh it sounds yeah. like there's more to the story <laughs> there's always more to the That's story crazy. <laughs> Have I told you guys the um, story about my first mushroom trip? Mm-mm. No. So, Andrew, I think I've told you this. Anyway, um, 
me and my friends. Yeah, you have. Forget it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, so uh, my friends and I, we uh, we decided to do mushrooms together. Uh, the first time I tried to do mushrooms, we got mushrooms from this guy named Nick, and they didn't really work. We put we were like, okay, first time doing mushrooms, we're gonna put it on a pepperoni mushroom pizza and watch Pan's Labyrinth, and we're gonna trip out, and it's gonna be awesome. They didn't work. Uh. So the second time we decided to do them. Uh, we all got together in the same Dan, the same poop Dan, uh, his apartment, and uh, that's a, like it didn't work the first time. So we decided, okay, let's just eat a lot more than we did the last time. It was from a different dealer, and uh, so we're eating them fu- like fucking chips. Like we're just digging into the bag, like nom, 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 eating mushrooms. Oh no! A couple of the girls that were there were doing mushroom tea, so they like they they made fucking like powdered nest tea. And then boiled it on the stove to make like hot tea, but with the mushrooms in it. So it was like sweet psychedelic mushroom tea. They didn't finish it all. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not high yet. I'm going to drink some of this. And so we're sitting on their tiny ass balcony. It's made for like two people. There's like six of us out there. And I look over at my friend Adrian, same Adrian that had supposedly his cats had shit on Dan's computer. (laughs) And I just see him like basically turn into the Cheshire cat, like his smile just went to his fucking eyeballs. I was like, okay, I think I'm feeling something. And so then after that, like, we, we were in his apartment, and everybody's really sweaty and, like, almost kind of aggravated. Like, the music wasn't making any sense. It was just, like, the music was noise. And it was just like, oh, okay, this is weird. Like, we got to go outside. Like, this is weird. weird. Uh. So we ended up going outside, sitting on the grass. Things seemed to go better. But then in my head, I was like, oh, fuck. I have to be at work right now. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I gotta go. I gotta go. I just gotta go. And so I just ran away with my lawn board. And uh, <laughs> I just remember, like, I kept dropping my lawn board because I felt like it was cutting through my fingers. And, like, my hands felt like butter. And I guess I was just dropping it over and over again. But in my mind, I was like, oh, it's just like going through my fingers. And so I was just like kicking my lawn board down the road. And I was, I was going home because I had to go to work. And then I remember, like, getting close to my parents house or my house at the time and being like okay wait no this is a bad idea i'm high i'm just gonna walk by and you know that scene in uh the second matrix where he's walking through the train station and he walks through the left hand side of the screen towards the right and then comes back in through the left hand side of the screen it was like anytime you quote the second matrix movie everybody's just like no well okay so (laughs) i've never seen that (laughs) well fuck you (laughs) So I walk past my parents' house and then I'm walking towards my parents' house. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I walk past it again and I'm walking towards it again. I walk past it again and I'm walking towards it again. I'm like, oh shit. I think I died. I think I'm dead. I'm just in limbo. So after like the sixth time of walking past my parents' house, I'm like, well, I'm dead. So I just like lie on my parents' front lawn. And it's like, it's in the summer. So it's, I have heard this it's dusk. You know, it's just oh dusk. God. Like the sun hasn't set yet. It's still kind of bright out. And I'm just like, lying on my parents front lawn i'm like well I, I guess i'll call my girlfriend and so i look at my phone i'm like oh, oh my phone is like my phone is also fucking weird and so I somehow managed to dial her and she answers I'm like she has no idea my fucking drugs i was like oh i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm sorry i never got to say goodbye i'm so sorry she's <laughs> like what <laughs> and so anyway Oh ended up God. like getting off my parents lawn and i remember walking towards uh this park called greenfield park and there was like a little skate shack because there's a skating rink there during winter and i remember walking past uh the skate shack and then i don't remember anything 
up until the point where it's pitch black. The sun is set. I woke up in the middle of this field. I still have my longboard, which is kind of cool. And so I pick it up and I walk past the same skate shack and I see my reflection in the window and my face is covered in blood. I'm like, oh, oh God, like this is so fucked up. Like what's happening to me? Why is my face bleeding? I don't remember anything that happened. And apparently my face was actually bleeding. I don't remember if I like fell on my face and got a mm. nosebleed. But then I hear, Evan, Evan, like this man's voice, like calling from across the park. And so obviously I follow the, the like somebody calling my name. I'm walking towards him. He's like, Evan, Evan, my son. <laughs> like, whoa, shit. Okay. So against my own better judgment, I walk towards him. And this man, like I finally got up close enough to him to re- recognize who he is. And he's not my dad, who I thought he was. He's like, oh, oh. Have you seen my son, Evan? I can't find Evan. Holy shit. I'm like, what That's the crazy. fuck is going on? He's like, like, uh, like, uh, like uh, have you seen my son around? Like, he looks like this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't know. And in that fucking instant, my friend Danielle, who was I was doing mushrooms with at the time, drives through the fucking field in her car and like pulls up. Apparently, she had heard somebody calling my name. She gets out of the car and she's like, oh no, it's just my friend Evan. He's just drunk. Like, don't worry about it. Like, he's just drunk. We're taking him home. So I have no idea who the fuck this man was, but he was looking for his son who happened to have the same name as me. Whoa. She takes me back to the apartment. That's like the worst series of events to occur on no, a mushroom it, trip. <laughs> it, was, it was so fucked up. And I just remember sitting back down. Everybody was like, where'd you go, man? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And everybody like the next day was like, oh man, that was I went like, the to another best dimension. thing ever. <laughs> we had so much fun sitting on the lawn. And I'm just like, ah, I'm never doing mushrooms yeah. again. Of course I did, but... Mm. Man, I want to do some psychedelics again, man. Mm. That's so fun. Yeah, agreed. When was the last time uh, you did them? Uh, what? Psych- a psychedelic? Yeah. Uh, just doing acid once with uh, Corinne and Arthur, like at the loft. Yeah. The last time I did them was uh, with you, Lauren. Yeah. Really? Acid the summer? Yeah. That was amazing. That was one of the happiest days of yeah, my I life. Yeah, I told you, Andrew, like what we did, right? We yeah. rented a cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me all about that. That was great. That rented a cabin great. and. It was so awesome. It wasn't even a cabin. It was just like a, a summer a home, house, some Quebecois yeah. summer home. In what was, was it called? Beautiful. Gore. I was about to say, can Gore we do that again? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's winter. I guess not. <laughs> we <laughs> could do it. Yeah. We just it can't like freeze place. our asses off in the fucking river this time. No. Oh my god. I seriously think we all had hypothermia. We no, it was so funny because like point. we're all we all started to trip and we're like, well, let's just go for a swim. So like we're swimming the river, having like such a you know so a gay time. Beautiful. And oh my god, we're just like yelling and like I don't know. The dock became this ship and we're like sailing on the uh, ship and it was captain like snail. we <laughs> there was a little snail on the dock and he was the captain and like I don't know. It was like one of those trips where you experience with other people and you're all in the same fucking trip. It we was were just having beautiful, a great time. But then. You know, like we we did some MDMA and we all kissed each other and said how much we loved each other and danced Whoa. to really great music and like it was great. Uh, Margot Gurian played floor. for four hours, and then the next morning we're perfect. like on the dock drinking soundtrack. coffee. And I just remember this moment where like we're sitting in silence drinking coffee on the dock, and from across the river we can just hear people just having a normal conversation. You know, just like because of the, the the acoustics of the river, we can hear everything they're saying. They're just having a normal conversation and thinking like, 
oh my god we were screaming our fucking asses off and like incomprehensible bullshit just like look at the clouds oh my god oh my god the giraffe so fast look at the smoke in the trees (laughs) one thing one thing that i think about when it when it comes to like drugs and alcohol is like how much of what happens to you when you're tripping or you're drunk or whatever is like part of part like part of your honest reality definitely you you know like whether you're on a, you're like you're on drugs and you're experiencing the world in this crazy way and you're like oh my god this is so crazy like how much of it is just the drugs how much of how it much is just of yourself it is you, yeah. and encountering reality in a different way i, I feel like it's half and half i feel like it's half and half because i wasn't willing to like let my mind go in that way well cuz like thing. Well, but one thing i've thought about a lot is like with alcohol is is like i've always kind of thought that like you could never say i I'm sorry, I was drunk. Right. It wasn't me. Right, right. You know? Because yeah, it and is so, you. And so, like, I'm yeah. like, because part, part of me is like, no, fuck you. That is that everything you do when you're drunk, that is part of you. you who, Maybe who even you are. more you than when you're sober. You know? And, and like, every, every like, sort of feeling or whatever that you have that has been uninhibited mm-hmm. is just all of a sudden mm-hmm. on the table. And that's why there's so much shame after the yeah. fact is because I think part of you knows that, like, yes, that is part of who I was. It <laughs> exactly. was like, oh, fuck, I took to this drug that. and now, like, I'm acting like a crazy person well i feel like it's yeah. an easy excuse you know like, yeah it's, it's like, like oh i shouldn't have like, fucked that guy yeah. i shouldn't have fucked that guy or if i shouldn't have fucked that girl because like oh i was drunk whatever but it's like yeah. no 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 a little party you wanted to fuck her or mm-hmm. fuck him yeah. whatever it was you, you know use that as an excuse and i'm just like oh, no it wasn't me it wasn't me it's like no nah, it was but like See, and i feel like if it truly do... wasn't there wouldn't be that shame attached to yeah. it when you people know? do crazy things when they're drunk these days and i hear about it i'm just like man i i'm like i used to when i was very very young and first getting drunk like it would be uninhibited enough to do like crazy shit, but like not anymore. Mm. But there's also the thing like at all. Uh, with psychedelics when you're like, wow, look, look at the clouds. They're so beautiful. Exactly. I feel like that's why it's so liberating. It's like uh, it's not that you're on this drug and it's making the clouds crazy. It's I feel like it's kind of just giving you a new appreciation for how crazy it really is. <laughs> yeah. That's like that you exactly. shit you never think about when you're yeah. sober, you know, because you're just like I mean, yeah, that's what they always look like, exactly. and it just has no part of my day to day life. True. It's not. It doesn't. Doesn't. It's not making me any money. It's not. Well, yeah, it what I matter. feel, I feel like it's almost like you're removing this filter. There's this filter yeah. that's in place, like w- like e- even scientifically, like we we see things in color and like the the colors that we see are very you know just very real and yet we're actually seeing a lot more than our brains are are able to process and i think that comes back to if we actually saw things the way that they were like we wouldn't have time to run away from and and cougars and and it it also it it also like gets rid of like your um normal normalcy yeah exactly yeah. so like it removes this filter so like all of a sudden you're sort of experiencing the world through like new eyes or whatever exactly and one thing that i heard that was crazy on the dan savage podcast today mm-hmm. which this woman called in and she was like uh i'm married to this guy and for the most part of uh most of the part of our relationship i was on birth control right and then we got married and I stopped taking birth control. And all of a sudden, I had a way higher sex drive. Yeah. And I just like, because when I was on birth control, mm-hmm. it like really diminished my sex drive. Yeah. And so like now I'm like, I don't know what to do. We're sort of in an open marriage right now, but he's like being really jealous. So like, should I try to work on that? Or should I go back on birth control just to like balance out my sex drive? Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's an unreasonable response to that. You shouldn't medicate yourself. Yeah. It's like, you're just now experiencing sure. your 
natural True. desires and this and yeah. that. And he says there's actual studies of women Absolutely. who marry people the when they're on you. birth control. Yeah, and then and then, they're, then they go off, off and they're like, who the fuck is this person exactly. that I married? Why am I married to you? Your hormones yeah. are so different at that point. Yeah. It's crazy. It changes like, I don't know. Like, if you think about it, you're altering like how someone is attracted to someone. And yeah. so if you change that... I don't know. It's easy to say it's just like hormones, but I feel like it's if you're altering that basic way you're attracted to someone, it's like, of course, it's going to change. But your hormones are like a drug, really, that just plays into how you encounter reality. And so it's like you're a testosterone driven man or like, you know, or on on the other side of it with estrogen or whatever, like how it's I don't know know how it plays into it. But like these are like uh, factors that really fuck with the way that you perceive reality and so when you take a drug or this and that that like alters that or takes away a filter or does something it's yeah. like uh, no that's still who, that's still who you are really this is my theory about about the cuba experience with that I, that i didn't talk about she went on birth control just for the trip and like when we had been dating in the past like she was one of those i don't like I don't know if you've ever dated somebody uh, or known somebody that has been very, very like affected by birth control. This girl in particular was like, when she would go on birth control, like her hormones just got so fucked up that like, uh, it, it was crazy. Like she turned into a crazy person. And I have this feeling that because she had gone on birth control for this trip, like maybe it fucked up with her hormones. Maybe I'm just an asshole who talks too much. I don't know. It's, maybe they, well, maybe it was it, just true. But. Maybe a combination. No, but like, I, but I the, the, there's the also the other side of the coin where the, you have uh, like real alcoholics that will have alcohol, and I've never really encountered this, but I've heard stories where like you they have like a couple of drinks and they turn into a completely different person. Yeah, I've seen those people and are just yeah. become crazy. Yeah, you know. And it's not like, oh, it was just like a different part of yourself. Like, no, that's a completely <laughs> yeah, different person right exactly. now. You know? Yeah. So, I Yeah, I've yet to experience a drug where I'm, I'm not myself or a different yeah, version same. of myself, you know? Like, when I'm drunk, I'm still myself. And like, like you're saying, like, you can't use the excuse, I was drunk, so, like, I absolved myself of all responsibility. Yeah. Well, I think that's when you get into the realm of, like, like a serious addict, you know? Right. Someone who has, like, a serious addiction, which, which does... Which is like a not a disease like cancer, but it's like a psychological disorder where like yeah. you get so unbalanced by this chemical that it does change fundamentally who Your you brain. are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't know. It's crazy. It's a weird thing, and it's like it's like we were talking about the previous episode, like how we don't have a prison or a legal system that's designed to um, deal with sexual harassment. Yeah, you know, like the legal system and the and even our language in and of itself leaves this gray area well no it is it is gray area because it all has to do with people's perceptions of of things in different states of mind and like lily was saying like it all happens in these very private spaces where people are intoxicated yeah intoxicated and alone yeah like with one mm -hmm. other person Mm -hmm. yeah and it's almost like we don't have uh like a like a a, (coughs) because we like to give people either like yes you are a clinic you have this disease yeah right. you have a Diagnoses. you have this this diagnosis mm-hmm. or or not and it's with with addiction it's it's very much a gray area i think where like we don't really have a real language to deal with it because it's like we have psychiatry we have you know well yeah and look at look at mental disorders man like not even mental disorders but like mental instabilities or even just discrepancies you know like it's there's such a stigma against anything that happens within your own head like i think i've said this before on the podcast but like you break your wrist you go to a doctor 
and not to say that like you're breaking your head but like if there's something wrong it's mental hygiene yeah exactly like like it's important to. but a lot of it comes back to to the fact that we don't really understand how the brain works like it's the most complicated thing that we've encountered is our own brains and we don't really understand how cognition functions at all and so uh, something like addiction is something that really plays on that thing that we fundamentally don't understand at all you know and so if we're I trying to we die, do, we just we're trying to diagnose things and yeah. like create and it's just uh, there's you it just creates a lot of paradoxes i think life. i think you know? we we've we've progressed so fast in terms of like there's so many people on the planet and we're like technologically very very advanced but physiologically we're the same people that we yeah, were, we were 200 years ago you know evolution doesn't work that fast physically well, it, it works faster than you would think actually which is something that you know a lot of groups would like to deny but like evolution's still happening it's happening at a faster pace than it was it's true it's still happening but like i feel like okay so we're, i'm gonna get onto a roganism here I'm talking about dunbar's number you know dunbar's number dunbar's number is this theoretical number that says that any given person can only have a specific amount of like meaningful interactions with other people um and they at a they, given time at a given time and yeah, they say it's, it's about like 100 to 150 oh. and that's like you know if you think about it it's life. it's like a a Tiny large village. tribal group exactly and we we have for hundreds of thousands of years you know based our interactions upon other people other human beings in tribal groups we've we're a very tribal species and so of course people are going to have like their main friend groups and their main interactions with specific people but with the advent of social media and all this like hyper connectivity it 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 just kind of it's a total wash you know like i've got i don't know how many fucking facebook friends like i know i i can scroll through my list of friends on facebook and say okay i know these people but if I were to think about it, yeah, Dunbar's number is pretty fucking accurate. Like the amount of people that I can have any kind of meaningful re- relationship with at any given time, I probably don't even top fucking forty. You know, like no, I was thinking like maybe ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if I'm lucky, like, like I can have like meaningful good, moments, like with a good week, other people, but like consistent ones. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's really weird. And I feel like at this point now, it's like, it's an expectation. You know, you're expected to to be hyper-aware and hyper-connected. Like, Yeah, I've talked a lot about that with like a friend of mine because we're both not super up on our technology game. And so what we've had in our relationships recently that has been a big problem is like not being connected to your phone all the time. Right. And like especially dating people and like Mm. also just like text message arguments and stuff like that where it's like when you're not the type of person who like communicates that way and Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know for me and like my friend I was talking to like we kind of are the type of people who are like we'll set our phone down for a while and like not think about it and like that's great I love that to do that thank you (laughs) but um sometimes it's like I mean it goes both ways I've gotten better and then you get shit for it you're like why aren't you answering my texts especially with relationships it's like people think you're mad at them and they like and they like get so worked up in like a span of six hours and it's just like and then you're like trying to have like or you're at work or something and someone sends you a text message and you're like trying to have this bullshit argument on like a text message while you're in the middle of work and it's just like creates so much strain and then when you finally meet up with a person you just talk to them and like realize that you were just totally misinterpreting exactly. yeah, everything exactly. you were saying because it was on this like 
little tiny keyboard with no context and like with no so facial weird. cues yeah and yeah with it's no just ability like, to like establish sarcasm or something exactly like that. and so yeah my friend and i were both just like like he had just gotten out of this relationship where he's just like it was just like got too insane or it was just like we she had to be in constant contact right and he like tried to roll with it because like well i like this person mm-hmm. like i'll do this but like it got to the point where he's just like i can't like it's and just, almost almost the need for constant contact is like a turnoff. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like I don't know I, what he was saying. I don't know if it's totally true, but like it's like people have gotten to the point where it's like because people are constantly in access, like they don't ever want to f- experience that feeling of just like being alone. So yeah. They're just like constantly texting. Yeah. And it's like that's fine. See, I find but that too, if you though, can't like, have that, like just kind of like chill out moment it just does it's like the fucking louis ck conan bit yeah, where he's like yeah. oh you, like just you have to be able to sit like this and just like like that this is just being a person yeah like just uh, you know he's alone and he's like oh fuck i'm gonna text 10 people and i'm gonna announce respond to, people, to the like, three i'm going to person. be away for this many days or like you know i'm gonna be away from my phone or something like that i don't know i i it's tough man because i like sometimes you know to just sit by myself and not respond to anything yeah. that's coming in on this little well i, I did a i did a little weird. experiment once a little while ago where I, I just quit facebook for a week just to right. see what my life would be like with without facebook uh-huh. and it, like i always like to say like oh i if i didn't have facebook I wouldn't be able to keep in communication with people right. and I like wouldn't have certain like little groups and like things I need to keep up with. And I really thought about it. And I'm like, right now there's, n- I don't really have anything that I need to keep up with. Like uh-huh. I can do without Facebook and not fucking check it every day and like yeah. have this weird, like muscle memory. Like, Oh, I'm opening <laughs> my fucking computer and it's like, bip, bip, bip. my fingers act by themselves to yeah. go to yeah. Facebook. You it's close ridiculous. Facebook, then you open yeah. a new window and, and start then, typing, and typing in. And, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, and, uh, and I, I, I was like, fuck it. Okay, I'm going to quit Facebook for a week just to see what my life is going to be like without it. And I I, I even and like so started I, friends, I started right? typing out like, hey, guys, <laughs> I'm going to not be on Facebook right now for the next week. Um, I'll see you guys. <laughs> and then I was like, no, 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 fuck that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's that will ruin the whole experiment. Exactly. Because yeah. all of a sudden then you're you're still even even through that week, I would still be like people would know like oh andrew's off facebook right exactly. or whatever like maybe so they would maybe they wouldn't give a shit but like uh, you did it and how'd it go yeah oh, honestly it didn't really change anything <laughs> in my life at all i like spent more time doing other things yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that's didn't, usually, didn't fucking yeah. matter at all it was a, it's a complete waste of time what's weird like i mean yes andrew you're younger than us but i feel like we are the last i don't even feel no like truly we are the last generation that will ever exist that experienced that life take the internet before granted. the internet yeah, without the internet yeah you know like it's it's n- it wasn't something that existed when i was a kid you know i remember getting the internet i remember you know netscape i oh remember my God, like, netscape msn netscape, Navigator, msn okay msn it, it's so weird like maybe it's just nostalgia but there was something about that platform that was just so I think personal, you know, like it, it, there was, there was something just really special about it that it felt like you're really connecting with people. And maybe it was because like it was before the advent of social media or maybe like yeah, I said, it was totally. just all nostalgia like and I'm just like, you know, projecting you it onto itself. But it, it was like, 
I remember, you know, going to class in junior high. I would get home and then I would log in. Yeah. You know, I'd log in for hours and just like, you know, communicate with the same people that I'd been with all day, but just in a very different capacity. And like these weird little moments that like we had to discover without any pretext, which was like, you know, you'd be talking to somebody and maybe you'd, you'd see them typing and then they wouldn't, they would stop. You'd be like, oh, wait, what were you typing? And like, or you'd be typing and they would say, what, what are you typing? And be like, oh, and you get into like some little spat and you just like, they'd put their status to away. And then you'd talk to somebody else and be like, hey, are you talking to this person? Yeah. Because they're like, they said they're away. And like, oh. like, it's just, it, it was a fucking, it was like the wild west of the internet. It you know? was, like, it was very wild. There was like, you know, there was no YouTube. There was no, there was like maybe That's E-bombs like world. That's life and some, these like, days. Exactly. YouTube, fuck. Like, and it's weird. Like, we've all got these little things in our pockets that are more powerful than what put people on the moon. And I don't know. Like, the advantages are there. Like, I am really happy to be able to be in constant communication, whether I like it or not, with people. You know, like, we, we, you know, message the... Message every day. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Right. We message each other every single fucking day. We oh, talk nice. to each other on Monday about coming to do this podcast. Yeah. And... But if you think about it, aside from that, I moved my thumbs a couple times and then you showed up, yeah, you know, crazy. or like say you're having a party or something like that. No longer is it like you talk to somebody in person and say, hey, would you like to come to this thing? And I'm having it and blah, 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 blah. No, I cannot talk to a single person. I can like close my mouth for days, not open it for days, move my thumbs or my finger in a couple of different ways and have a hundred people show up at my house. Like, it's just, that's yeah. how things work now. Yeah, it's And crazy. I don't know, like, I don't know if the pros outweigh the cons. I feel like they do. I think so. But you definitely yeah, yeah. need to step back from now. Yeah. Like, at different times. I don't know. It, it's it's just, yeah. it's weird. I'm I'm totally cool with it. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Like, have you guys heard of the Oculus Rift? Is that... No. Can you explain it again? So the Oculus Rift is uh, this mask that you put on your face, and it's got oh, yeah. uh, two screens on it. And so it's, um, I think they call it bi- well, binocular vision. I don't know, but it's two screens, and when you look at it, they're slightly offset, so you see a 3D image. And so, I don't know, the first part of these applications that you saw was like, you put on this mask and you're riding a roller coaster in first person. And so like it trips you out because you you see everything. Did you like, try this? I have yet to try the Oculus Rift. I really want one. The dev kit is only three hundred bucks. So I feel like, although I know if I got it, I would just download all the porn applications and never leave my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's like. <laughs> no, I, I, I I agree with you. <laughs> like, come on, I would be like fighting zombies, riding roller coasters, and just like fucking anime characters um. i don't even like anime but like that's all the things that are out there for <laughs> it but like i don't know man i uh i feel like privacy is just on its way out non-existent you know like yeah. we're we're willingly sharing everything about ourselves and like there's still little vestiges of privacy that we're holding on to but i feel like it's on its way out you know like it's gonna be interesting like it's like, got, it's gotten to the point where like we have the ability to start our own radio show and right away I'm like I shit all over myself and my dick smells. Yeah. That's what I'm willing <laughs> yeah, to share. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, put it out there. It's interesting because like I don't know, in the last few years you hear about like 
I don't know, we heard about Clinton and then you hear about Anthony Weiner and just like all these like sex scandals. Like mm-hmm. as if Or like the Jennifer Lawrence thing. Yeah. As if yeah. people don't have their own personal sex lives. But like we've been so good at being able to ignore the fact that people are people. Yeah. And just like mm-hmm. their public so image wild. has nothing to do with their private image. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I don't know, we're we're twenty two, twenty five. So say we're the age I don't know, imagine one of us becoming a president or like some I don't know, <laughs> prominent whatever, right? One a prominent man, member of the political system. There's nobody like in twenty five years from now that's not gonna have a naked picture of them on the internet, not gonna have a sex tape, not gonna yeah. have a weird podcast where we're talking about pulling so floss true. out of our assholes. Like it's all gonna be in the fucking open. So Damn. like it's getting to the point where I feel like nobody has to worry about that anymore. Yeah. You know it, what I'm saying? It shows like a value shame. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like you, people always shame other people for having yeah. done things. Well, no, and that's the like, thing. I feel like the 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 Puritan aspect of who yeah. people are, like you can't you're not gonna be able to present that to people anymore. No. Because privacy doesn't exist. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I would prefer nobody having privacy. I agree. And like no allowing way. myself to to spew all these weird, like, I don't know private bits about myself as long as nobody else can have the option of hiding things yeah. you know well we i think we take for Even granted too. how like sexually repressed our society is totally so yeah much so. totally you know like it's like it's, here's the thing that that is okay if we're to talk about anything that's kind of like the meaning of life is to make more life i guess not even the meaning of life but like we're all here because our parents fucked each other <laughs> like what like nobody can pretend that didn't happen nobody's like well i can i, <laughs> yeah. I like to Our be able to pretend that it didn't happen test tube babies though they're the anomaly that's true, true, but at the same time, it's like but nobody can pretend. But those scientists who are creating that test tube baby, like there was some sexual attention right there. Oh, they, yeah. There was a lot of shit they weren't addressing. There's exactly. a lot of eye you fucking know. going on. Like, yeah. it, how weird is it that that we exist because of this? Frankly, like regardless of like a one night stand or whatever, it's like this beautiful thing that people are able. Like that's the most connected you can be to another person. I think, you know, like you can have a great conversation with somebody, but like when you're having sex with somebody and it you really mean it like that is fucking special and nobody can talk about but that. if you mean it but the you can also like have sex with someone to have it like be the most disconnected you've been no yeah, true so, you, you know like i feel like it doesn't yeah. have it to be, be it doesn't equate with connection it just like i don't know like and i've had way more intimate ex- experiences with like homeless people sometimes just <laughs> yeah, like no. within a few words of conversation yeah, yeah. then really good then, then with compared to like some sexual today. experiences i've had where i'm just like we're on other fucking planets right now yeah and you know Your whether bodies are touching true true so but weird but it like it's so fucking weird and what's weird when you get it right it's it pretty cool yeah I agree. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just weird that, that it's weird continuing to fuck the same person for a while yeah i feel wait what'd you say that's why there's value in continuing to fuck the same person yeah. for a while. Yeah, people with like 75 year wedding anniversaries. That like, is insane. But do you, well, that's what do I was gonna say about sex. anal sex earlier. Is like I kind of want to save it for like my 50th anniversary, <laughs> <laughs> so right. I can like keep one it fresh. One of my fresh. good friends has always said that she's saving that for marriage, um, and I think it's really funny. Oh wow! <laughs> I saw this interesting, um, like I don't know, like you see 
I don't even know what to call it. Just like a, a series of pictures with like words to it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, like the, the first, it's like these high school uh, kids talking. And the first picture is like, yeah, we've already been to first base. And then the, the people responding are like, oh my God, you French kissed? And then the response was, no, first base is anal. It's like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what kids are doing now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, kids were doing stuff pretty young when I was growing up, so I can't (sighs) imagine. I was a sheltered child. Really? Mm -hmm. I was telling Liz about this earlier today. I feel like much of my young life was spent in a very sheltered state, not really being aware of like drug addiction and alcoholism and bad things that can happen to people. Yeah, I wish that were my experience. I don't know. I don't know that I do. I mean, it was it was interesting, like, being exposed to it all at once, kind of, when I hit young adulthood and moved to a big city and met people from different backgrounds, and it was, like, everything all at once. And it was definitely crazy and weird, but I don't know if not having been exposed to it was any better than having been exposed to it, you know? Hey, is your headphones picking up like yeah yeah, yeah. like a little <laughs> bit of like, <laughs> it sounds like amazing like, like in the some, background some singer like some jazz singer it's yeah. yeah, nice it's nice Wait, so, can we can we all quiet for a sec to hear what it is no it's not it's too quiet <laughs> it's just been complete like awkward silence the minute you walked out of the room audible music in the background of our headphones we were just trying to pay attention to what it was Wait, so did you move from Kingston to Montreal? Montreal. Yeah. But Kingston's not that small of a town. Mm, yeah, it is. Like it's a, some small. some debaucherous shit goes down at Queens. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I guess I went to homecoming when I was in high school and like got drunk and did some drugs and stuff, but like overwhelmingly it was a very sheltered place. It was very beautiful. I do like it was a good place to grow up. I would want to Apparently live there they now. have like a really cool um, film studies building they just built. Yeah, the it like Queens looks over the like water like weird and damn, it looks and really cool. I've seen some good pictures. It's beautiful. It really is. I like I said, I was happy to have grown up there. I feel like I got a lot of good shit out of it. But um, all comes back to shit. Exactly. But I don't, it's not somewhere I would want to live right now. It's like. It's still very small. There's it's like, like a, it's like a good town to like start a family. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that's where my parents yeah. went back there, right? Like, it's like the same place where it. I'm from. Like Bowen Island is like, yeah. it's beautiful to retire there. It's beautiful yeah. to like settle down, have a family. Sure. It's a like, great place to like a young be person, a kid. There's nothing going on. Like Queen students get from bored the age after of like years. yeah, from the age of like 14 to 17, you're like, fuck. I gotta I'm get out. I'm gonna kill myself right now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But a lot of good. So that's why we come to Montreal and start a podcast, motherfucker. (laughs) Breaking it down. That's it, man. Montreal's a great town. It's my home. Yeah. People always ask me, like, where are you from? Well, I'm from Kingston originally, but I've lived here for eight years. This is my home. Eight years. Holy shit, Eight years, I know. That's intense. It freaks out my parents when I go back to BC, and I'm like, so when I go home, and they're like, wait, wait, what, huh? Exactly. It's not like, it's not the same. No. no, and I really Montreal's feel it too. Home, like whenever I come sure. back to Montreal, I'm like, ah, oh, finally, God. like yeah. man, like I am side back. Like, uh, like that one time, just coming back to Dubuisson after leaving that first summer, right. I was like, my, 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 my like heart was going. Months, man. No, I was Almost. gone. I was gone for like a month and a, like maybe five weeks. Felt is like Noe ever time. coming back, Andrew? This is unrelated to the podcast. Is what? Topic. Noe, 
Noe? Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know. She she, left that's my friend Jake's she sister. She's she does. Uh, I haven't spoken with her in a long time. She was the coolest. I lived yeah, with her f- for two years. I loved working with her. She was um, awesome. Yeah, she's a she's a pro. She's yeah. um, she's like my big sister, basically. Yeah, she's so great. This is just a testament to how small the Anglophone Montreal it's community tiny. is. It's, it's really like, tiny. It's a little village. I say this every time. It's like it's like thirty hipsters, really. No, it's <laughs> that, but like all it's wearing different <laughs> costumes, so yeah. tiny, or the same costume. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, so your friend slash roommate Jake, sister Nelly, yeah. worked with Lauren and I. Yeah. Compl- yeah. Like no, no previous. I met her through just- Ben. No, I met. She was friends with Ben. That's how I met Noe. Huh. And then when she applied at Cardinal, I was like, Mrad, hire her. She's cool. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I lived with her for two like the first two years. In Montreal, I like we shared an apartment together. She's shared great. more like you fucking took the closet and paid the same rent as her. Yeah, yeah, I got scammed. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, well, you were uh, scammed for two years. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no bitter. ill I'm not, will. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> Going forward, I would mm. negotiate a fair rent given the size yeah. of the rooms sure. but at the time like I was like I'll take the small room whatever yeah man you had like a mm-hmm. lot We've of books yeah. I had a room that had was tiny and no windows and french doors and everything else for a while and I was still paying 600 bucks a month bullshit lower plateau hmm. but I did it for a year and you know you grow yeah you learn I'm overpaying 625 for a fucking your place room. is ridiculous are you kidding me oh no your place no, I'm paying, is so I'm paying a nice. lot less than I was paying before that's there the thing there you go and your place is so nice now yeah I mean like, yeah. the room yeah, like kind of sucks like, my room definitely sucks your room is, your room is like my bad. room you, like, before the basement yeah. is basically your castle Like you can it's do true you but at the same there. time it's just like I don't know especially like when I bring a girl home she's just like ooh great place and like <laughs> Come down <laughs> to my secret cave there. <laughs> Wait till you walk down the stairs. And like, oh yeah, oh oh, oh okay. okay. This, this is your part of the place. <laughs> this is your no, corner. it's oh, well. really cool. You have a great shower. The time that the, our shower oh, stopped working, yeah, and the, I used to shower. shower. It's great. fucking great shower. Yeah, the shower is great. Ugh, so nice. Our shower is the worst. I know. I don't know who designed like, that things thing. No, it looks cool. No, it does. It looks cool, but it doesn't make any sense because it's this weird like. It's like, it has a door, but it's a circular door, yeah. so it, it like comes around, around you, but as a girl especially, it's like if you're shaving your legs and stuff, it's it really doesn't awkward. make sense. Like, oh, yeah. So the water like, just drips you all over have you. Like, you kind of have to like have it half open, things. and I'm like a little claustrophobic too, and like yeah, it's, it's just like being this... I'm the total opposite. I like it when I want to get space. really warm, because... Mm. You know, you turn the water up really hot, and you close the door, and it gets really warm, which is so nice in the winter when it's really mm. cold. But I agree, Liz. We gotta have a fire in my place. Mobile. I got a fireplace. We Holy shit! Is your fireplace actually warm? It apparently works. Like, That's does amazing. it warm the apartment? Probably not. I mean, it's just no, for I bet shit. it does. Apartment. Are you kidding? I mean, it's not like a wood stove. It's a fireplace. That's no, what if you put it to live off of before yeah. there was central heating. Like, come on. Yeah. I'm but sure. It works like yeah, a I'm charm. sure it works. I mean, yeah. If you. Burn we'll try it out. Things. I'm we'll just waiting for like the the foot and a half of snow that I'm sure we're gonna get oh, one day. It's gonna be so good. Oh, it'll happen. Will it? So good. It's no, honestly, happening I liked right the now. snow last know. night. The snow last night was really beautiful. Oh, it was so yeah, it was, great! I took Elkie out for a, a run last yeah. night at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! 
beautiful. It was so great. It's pristine. It's like sparkling snow. Like it was amazing. Gently falling. It's not aggressive. There's no crazy wind. It's just like nice and pleasant and sparkling. And <sighs> so good. You can walk around in it. I don't have a dog, but my roommate happy. has a dog. And so I got home last night. Actually, we after we went to, uh, after we had our like midnight dinner and we said goodbye, I went back to my place. And before I even took my boots off, I was like, the dog came and greeted me at the door. I was like, oh my God, oh, it's snowing. Like, so I got to take this fucking husky out in the snow. Yeah. So I took her for a walk. And of yeah, you were pretty the, like full of energy when I left you. Yeah. That's I took impressive. her for a walk and the walk turned into a run, obviously, because like she's pulling on her leash. And I took her like halfway up the mountain and then around the gazebo on uh, in Park John Mills. Like, oh. or I guess in uh, like across, not even Jean Mills, but uh, like the, the Montreal Park. It was so great. She was running around and like as she's running, she like looks at me for a second and then like dives her face into the snow and like takes a little bite out of the snow. And she's like, this is, this is great. I think she's going to allow the winter to be amazing. I want to get some cross country skis so she can pull me. Like she, she in the, like without the snow, she'll pull me on my longboard. So like, it. I think it's great. Snapchat styles. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be awesome if she just like pulled me on skis. That'd be great. Right. <laughs> so, um, this is the the point in the podcast where, if any one of you has um, an outro song to prepare, I was gonna say Chad Van Gillen Willow Tree, because thinking about walking along streets late at night with sparkling snow. Yeah, you know what, Andrew? Don't even fucking touch your phone. Don't even do it. Every single one of our outro songs has been our own doing uh-huh um still want to hear you as a baby uh you know what i was thinking about that but that is not an outro song it's That's an fair. intro do you song. know the song willow tree uh do you have it on your phone yeah i can okay so don't play it yet we still have about six minutes before we hit the three hour mark but let me ask you has yeah. it felt like three hours no definitely not it's felt How like cool five hours <laughs> fuck <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I've whittled something in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. I made a train whistle. <laughs> no, it, it's cool. Like, so what I was saying before is like, that it, like I didn't want to ruin the beginning of the podcast by, by building it up, but like it, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it, it's such an interesting, and I, I almost, I, I want to call it an art form because I feel like that's what it is. But like, w- as soon as you hit the record button, you know, like obviously we we've had like three hour conversations before. This isn't a problem, but it's interesting when you know that you kind of have to propel yourself into this conversation. You know, it, it's just an interesting way to not get to know someone necessarily. Like if it's a stranger, we've had I don't strangers feel like we've in the studio before. Played enough scruples to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Enter I mean, the danger zone. <laughs> I feel like having all of this is post podcast conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, we're so. talking about how awesome podcasting while down. we're podcasting. We're like, cares, man, man, podcasting is so cool. Don't you wish you were podcasting right now, Mister Listener? I feel like having all of your voices directly in my ears does change the way. It it's a fun exercise yeah. for sure. It's like you're all. It totally does in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I drank fucking six beers. I don't even feel drunk at all. <laughs> I don't know what's Wait, wrong you with did? Me. Yeah. I'm on five. No, Newcastle four. Brown now. They make you feel alive. Six. Allegedly. Well, like Good uh, shout out there. 
but hopefully you'll get it's paid a, for that. So Andrew does a lot of shout outs. <laughs> I do a lot of shout outs. I'm a very uh, materialistic, label oriented person. Um, shout out to Magpie Amherst. You guys should all come. Avenue to came, which? Lizzie oh, came. Oh, Magpie. Magpie Amherst. Yeah, 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 of course. Come visit me when I work. Yeah, definitely. Tomorrow's it's a pretty good name Sunday. for a pizza shop. Yeah, it's Magpie. good. Magpie. It's good. Can I? Can I? I'm going to say something. About Magpie. <laughs> say it, Evan. Yeah. Just, just go for it. About artisanal pizza joints Speak in it, general. Baby. Yeah, okay. okay. So here's the thing. The pizzas look fabulous. If you took a picture of any one of those pizzas, be like, damn, I want to eat that like fucking pizza. Dark and bubbly. But here's the thing. On Monday, I got this like super cheap, super shitty pizza from Pizza du Parc. Whatever. PDP is great. The thing is... Every single piece was the same. Any bite you took off of any one of those pieces had all of the ingredients that were listed on the menu. That's true. Whereas these artisanal pizza joints that look great when you're looking at the pizza before eating it. It's a Mitch Matt's slice. I can take a bite and maybe it won't have anything and maybe it'll have something. I That's want fair. every bite. To That's such everything. bullshit, man. You got to have everything, well. man. And like I, I, I get is it, it though? Is it because though? Like you order a personal pie? Yeah, you get a personal pie. Right. So then, if you get one of those, you get everything because they put everything on the pie. But, but like, not, in every, yes. not, in, every not in every single bite. Yes. Not in every bite. But then that's okay though because it's a, it's you know it's a it's a it's a guess, every bite's a new have experience. Why a bite with nothing on it and then have a bite with something? Because sometimes on it, you like, just want to taste the sauce. Like, well, I wonder what the sauce tastes like. I guess. Mm, well, the bread's true. very good. The crust is great. The crust is so good. The crust is great. It's like, yeah, ooh, it's there's an artichoke. Ooh, oh, I don't know what's coming next. What sucks is when you're is when you're sharing those pizzas because then you get fucked over because you're like, oh, I got the shit slice yeah. or i have the one slice that has all the fucking ingredients on it right now yeah. that's never a time that you're like oh fuck i got all the ingredients <laughs> yeah like, i don't think i've ever been I like oh my god i got every single awesome. ingredient yeah you're like so fuck sad you guys. Huh. Huh. and then you run away with your slice <laughs> <laughs> hide in the corner eating it although you know what's funny is like talking about pizza uh the last three nights where the last we could like have a had, whole other podcast that's yeah. just about pizza <laughs> <laughs> the last night that we had at, at blizz like the only people that came in there was two people who came in that weren't just like our friends mm-hmm. and they were like yo i really like the atmosphere in here like you got pizza and everything the last yeah, three that, nights, those people were so <laughs> yeah. cool they like came over i like let them mix some stuff it was great but the last three nights like I, I got the pizza at the perfect time so like i order a pizza at the bar and we just eat it and just in time for like random people to come in like oh wow you guys like oh they have pizza oh like, fucking cool, cool man <laughs> this is the best bar in the world yeah well i would feel that way if i walked into a random bar and they're like yeah. how, you want a slice like, my dreams have come true <laughs> exactly Free you know pizza. exactly what i want <laughs> you know what what was kind of unfortunate i spent more on pizza than i made in tips oh god yeah. <laughs> oops worth it whatever it was so worth it Hashtag it's fun worth it. so it's much fun, fun man that's that's the beauty of it i was not like costing the bar i guess it must be though no not at all really though well i mean if you like it costs like if you do the math no if i do the math it's it's because you're it's, thinking about the free drinks that i give you right yeah or, yeah it's, or just like the staff discounts this and that yeah. Uh, no, Man, the, the staff gis- discounts. I don't want to talk too much drunk. about how it works, but like it ends up working out. Okay. Um, but uh, no, it's good. I mean, we made a hundred bucks on on non-staff. We made another sixty bucks on staff, and no, it, it's great. It definitely wasn't our most busy night. It was our third busiest night. 
Our second night was actually the busiest one. The second... I don't even remember. We've been doing it for um, six weeks, man. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You are so fucking baby. You're, You're so baby. fucking baby right now, fuck! You're so baby. So, um... Dude, anyway, dude, I think dude, this dude. is about the time. I think it's, it's wrap-up time. Yeah, this is wrap-up time. So, uh... Beautiful. Um, oh, somebody's just playing keep banjo. Playing that. Who's playing and, banjo? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, banjo. I know this is kind of cheesy. Like we're all in the same room, but I just want to say thank you very much for coming in. I'm Quiet. so happy us. that you guys came. Quiet Q. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's uh, it's so it's fun, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. So anyway, did, did you, you guys, guys have fun? Did you? Did, was it fun? <laughs> was, it good time. Time. was it good? Yeah, did you? Was it okay? Yeah, yeah, you liked it. Okay. I liked. I liked the fun. talking part. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that that was good. Part. Lots of good stories. <laughs> was yeah. it fun? Okay. I feel okay, like good. I know you better now. You guys are welcome back anytime you want. And uh, anyway, Andrew, you're so fucking baby. I guess. Uh, and whoever, whoever's listening, uh, <laughs> we love you. We love you. Stay and, with uh, us. Stay with us, and we'll see you next Wednesday. And don't eat dental floss or you'll end up shitting into your hands <laughs> while talking to your mom. <laughs> that, yeah, that is definitely an option. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thank you.